0: Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Get your fascist ass out of here. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments.
1: You are a terrific team on all
0: counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this, this. is the Matt and Blonde Show.
2: I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize. True international i to <laughs> Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch?
1: Previously sealed court documents related to a 2015 lawsuit against Jeffrey Epstein are being made public. Now, they include about 150 people named in the documents who knew or worked with Epstein.
0: Presidents and a British prince are among those named in newly unsealed court documents that give more insight into the world of convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein.
3: There are a lot of powerful people who are waking up this morning to unwanted calls from reporters, I think.
0: Day of the brick, day of the rope, oven ready. I
2: agree. In a deposition, Epstein accuser Johanna Schoberg was asked, quote, did Jeffrey ever talk to you about Bill Clinton? And she replied, he said one time that Clinton likes some young.
3: You are big. God, bro! That's disgusting. Very faked. What
2: difference at this point does it make? <laughs> well, I don't know why that's funny. What the f- is this? Go back to where you came from, okay? Falling. That was four days ago. Five days ago. I don't give a fuck. I will eat your ass. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now.
1: Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome.
2: I can't do it. We'll do it live. (laughs) Fuck it, we'll do it live!
0: Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best you can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the matt and blonde show my name is matt christensen i am flanked on my right as always by my wonderful still pregnant co-host blonde welcome
1: every day i think i'm going into labor every day
0: maybe today will be the day but you have to get through the american history x review anything beforehand is not permitted i
1: I will because i had to watch that motherfucking movie (laughs) so i am gonna sit here for two and a half hours So that I can talk about it because I'm pissed off that I had to watch it.
0: That will be the final segment of the show before we catch up with your super chats, of course. So stick around for that. But happy new year. Welcome to 2024. Soon we will learn exactly how this year will be even more insane than 2020. So get ready for the show. Plenty to talk about tonight, though, including less
1: insane. What are we going to do?
0: Uh, no, it definitely will not be. I, I will uh, I will retire from the profession, if you can call it that. If uh, Trump wins the election and Democrats just go, well, we tried. We'll get them next time. You'll Everything see.
1: quiets down. We go back to like ninety nine cents a, a, a gallon for gas. Things are just chill. What are we even going to do? with? Our uh,
0: yeah, I'll have to quit. That's fine. I look forward to quitting <sighs> in that context. But uh, we'll talk about all the week's news this evening, including the Supreme Court agrees to hear the challenge to Trump's ballot disqualification. It would seem the court is poised to reverse that decision quickly, the one from the Colorado Supreme Court. But is that the end or is that just a step to the next thing? What exactly is going on here? Oh, it's uh, the end for sure. <laughs> is it what are they going to do with that decision? Is it uh, an anticipated oh. reversal from the Supreme Court? That is a step to to another thing. I wonder Uh Sorry, there's like there's snow removal going on outside somebody with a plow or something. So if you hear any noise, that's what that would be. Um, What appears to be another transgender shooter attacks uh, a school shooter that is attacks in Iowa. But once again, this is an anomaly that is in no way part of a trend. The only demographic that counts for this guy is it looks like he was a white male, if I understand correctly. So we'll count him in that pile. Joe Biden kicks off his twenty twenty four campaign by heading to a revolutionary war site to to, uh, tell us all about how violent uprisings against government are never justified. We will try to make sense of that. That is how he
1: never, you say,
0: marked the occasion over the weekend. Plus, we have hoax hate. And uh, in a special segment, friend of the show, Stephen Ignoramus will join the show. Remember that viral footage a few weeks ago of Rob Smith getting heckled at AmFest? I do. Then he ran to CNN to claim that white supremacists were trying to kill him or could have killed him. Steven is the one who actually captured that footage, and so he will join to give his side of the story. And before we get out of here, tonight's movie review, as I mentioned, is American History X. So, yeah, we're going to close the show with a little bit of spice. Stick around for that. We'll catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. Of course, it will be... All this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is com. Listener support is hugely appreciated, and it is what keeps the show operational. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting the show. We also have show merchandise for sale as well. Plus, we have offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Western Razor Company. Most razors sold today are made in China by global conglomerates that hate you. Well, not anymore. The High Noon Safety Razor from Western Razor is made in America with all metal, no plastic, long-lasting construction, and uses widely available double-edged razor blades that only cost pennies each. Safety razors were used by just about every man in America dating back to the 50s and the 60s, Until the big razor companies figured they could make more money selling disposables and signing you up for endless subscriptions. But the safety razor has always been the superior method for a better shave at a lower long-term cost. And don't forget, Western Razor has teamed up with fellow listener-owned business Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing to offer finely crafted wood razor cases as well. Available in walnut or maple, you can store or carry your razor with exquisite style and organization Those cases are also manufactured right here in the United States of America. Western Razor has all your shaving needs covered, from razors to blades to accessories and even shaving cream. So shave better and less expensively long-term and support American manufacturing. When you pick up a Western Razor, get 10% off your entire order using promo code mat 10 That's promo code mat 10 for 10% off everything from Western Razor. You can find everything you need from Western Razor plus... Offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Snorin' Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristiansonmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. And of course, don't forget, if you don't have a New Year's resolution yet, why not make a resolution to try one of our signature soaps from Hero Soap Company? You really should. Or maybe your New Year's resolution is to give birth immediately. Either would be acceptable but you can Those try are
1: your only two options. <laughs> use our soap to wash your dirty butt or give birth to a baby in the next 24 hours
0: or give birth and clean up with the soap. But you can try Timberline and old West from yours truly, or oat plus almond from blonde or try all three use promo code MC listener. If you decide to do that, of course, 10% off everything from our friends at hero soap company, hero Find more information at Matt Christensen, slash deals as well. Hey, uh, I have news on the hydroponics kit giveaway. Oh, really? A winner Why? has been selected, and I'm in the Can process of making arrangement with that person. The uh, that arrangement has not yet been finalized. So if you if you were entered, keep an eye on your email inbox this week in case anything changes. Uh, but there will also uh, for those of you who were entered but but were not selected, there will also be something for you too. So watch your email inbox if you were selected in the uh, in the hydroponics kit giveaway super chat selection over the last uh, month or so more to come with a formal announcement of the winner next weekend that is the plan so Sunday we will announce who won the uh the super chat uh the super chat uh, hydroponics kit giveaway so so uh, tune in for that and I mentioned the other uh week I was disappointed with myself for not getting confrontational and standing up for my family with uh, that trans pride pediatrician when my son was born
1: did you kill the pediatrician?
0: No. Oh. I've not resolved that particular instance. But now I can brag about a smaller, less significant win of standing up <laughs> against the nonsense in my community. Because recall last year on January 6th, I attended this um, community January 6th vigil in mm-hmm. which a bunch of olds sang, We shall overcome, and then opened the floor for speeches from others. And I said, I would like to speak. Thank you for the opportunity. And I gently challenged many of their January 6th premises and they flipped out and they shouted me down and they hit my friend with a cane and they called the police on us saying we were <laughs> uninvited to this public event <laughs> that was and had a public invitation in the newspaper. The guy old man told me to eat shit and die. You'll recall there's video of all that on my channel if you go back and look. But uh, I had planned to go back to that event. This year, if it was continuing last year, I tried politeness. I tried being gentle and they treated me very rudely. So I thought this year I'm going to be a little rougher. I'm going to make signs and I'm going to be obstructive. And I'm just you want you want to be jackasses. Let's be jackasses. That was the approach I thought I might try this year. So I've been watching the local paper for an announcement about this vigil. There was no announcement. I saw no publication about this whatsoever. And I did
1: you get the whole thing canceled? Is that what's going on?
0: Last night, I'm in town because I'm going to pick up a Chipotle dinner for the family. Mm. And that's kind of down near the courthouse. And it's right about five o'clock last year. The vigil started at five o'clock. And I thought, well, if, if I'm already down here, I got to go check this out. What is the vigil going on or is it not? There I go right by the Gallatin County Courthouse. Not a single nursing home resident outside with their electric candles.
1: Are they all dead?
0: They might, have all, yeah, they might have all just passed away, but mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that these delusional olds didn't want to risk slight challenge again this year. So I'm going to call it a win for slightly less nonsense in my community. Well done. This is a, a, a well career done. achievement. I spoke politely and intimidated a bunch of old people from demonstrating at their county courthouse.
1: Hey, that sounds like a small thing, but old people are the most difficult to intimidate. No, uh, maybe,
0: yeah. I, I suppose a lot of times they, they have so
1: many opinions because they've been on Earth for so long, and they got
0: time to do annoying stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: it's no small thing.
0: Well, that is, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll count it as a feather in my cap. Maybe I can uh, do better in years in the future. But hey, mm. uh, it didn't even get me a hit piece, though. You know, Bozeman Daily Chronicle never wrote a hit piece about me in that. In that, well, case. this even,
1: American History X review
0: <sighs> is why? your time. Best movie I've ever seen, by far.
1: I. We'll come to your house. Right. <laughs> you'll
0: you'll give me a hit piece if I like the I movie. Will. Well, into the news. Uh, not that I'd expect otherwise, but did you see the first kisses of the new year in Times Square Ugh. as as presented by yes, CNN? Yes,
1: <laughs> I did in real time. <laughs> oh, it's you actually
0: like, saw this. You were watching CNN.
1: Yeah, I was watching it. It was like because we watched Sideways, you know, which is a fantastic film. And then my friends were like, oh, we got to tune in with the ball drop because it's tradition. And then it was like faggot. Faggot kiss, and then like interracial faggot kiss, and then like fat chick kiss, interracial fat chick kiss. And it was just like like spliced in there. Just every every person had like something.
0: I know? saw the f word kiss. I did not see the fat chick kiss.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure she had a black boyfriend too.
0: Oh, maybe that is because I saw the gay kiss and the interracial kiss that were cuts one and two, as presented here.
1: It really it's a one two punch with them, isn't it? Let's watch it.
0: Oh, wait. Oh, it's interracial and gay. And then just interracial straight. Okay, But there were lesbians? Is that what you're telling me?
1: No, no. It was the fat chick with the black boyfriend. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: They, they could be categorized in many different ways. A lot of demographics yeah. going on there. And I'm Those sure that's... Those
1: homos are really... They were really sucking face, weren't they?
0: I'm sure it's all organic. It's not, it's not staged in any way. They didn't coach yeah. them up to present in that particular way. They should have got... As we'll get to in a minute, they should have got the uh, gay butt sex guy from the Senate office building to have the first kiss for the new year. That would have been very progressive.
1: It's 2024. At this point, he would just be openly having anal sex. in like the middle of the fair
0: point. The stage. kiss itself is outdated. We need, yeah, totally. we need stronger we, displays of affection. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I can't wait to talk about this story. T- it's not even a story. It's just a uh, comedy in, uh, in sporting news. But we all remember my favorite NFL prospect who just hasn't quite been able to crack the NFL and stay on a team. But that's former Navy midshipman linebacker Diego (laughs) Fago. Be very careful with his last name. It's Diego Fago. I've been dismayed because Diego may have had his final chance to make an NFL team and ruin some poor play-by-play announcer's career. But just when I thought that great opportunity was over, a new non-slur has entered the chat. This week, uh, Indiana high school football player uh, and and top prospect, apparently, his linebacker, Noah Kaniga, (laughs) K-N-I-G-G-A, Noah Kaniga went viral, announcing that he's being recruited by several colleges and universities, West Virginia, Miami of Ohio, and James Madison, apparently included. Now, my sources say, in addition to being a great football player, this Kaniga also plays basketball and baseball. And this Kaniga has a 4.1 GPA.
1: Huh.
0: Here is a uh, pronunciation guide on the last name Kaniga.
2: How to pronounce the name kaniga ka Ka-ni-ga. Kaniga. Kaniga. <laughs> Kanega is a name of English origin found primarily in the U.S. and Poland.
0: I don't even understand. If it's English origin, why is it in Poland predominantly? But
2: that's a separate know, question.
0: Now, I don't know if you noticed. The reason that's fine is because, uh, well, here's the thumbnail. Whoever made that video, they made sure that the the hand drawing and writing the name is black. So it's okay that this yeah. person says Kaniga.
1: Okay, they had to cover all their bases.
0: Right? Yeah. Got to be careful. Make sure Wait, Raj is this Mahon... guy
1: black? I didn't even look that up.
0: No, he's not. He's not. Oh, okay. He's well, very that makes mid- it racist, right? Okay, that's, white.
1: that's why he has a 4.1 GP and all this stuff. <laughs> I see. Okay, I was really confused. I was going to make a joke about him abandoning his kids, but I guess I no.
0: Don't you remember it. what was the Joe Biden saying? Poor kids are just as smart, smart and talented <laughs> as as, as white kids. I think is what he <laughs> said. Yeah. <laughs> now, according to Noah Kanega's dad, Coach <laughs> Ryan Kanega, that pronunciation is exactly correct, at least <laughs> as he was uh, recently interviewed. James
2: Adams at tristatefootball.com here with Coach Ryan Kaniga. Coach, you get the win.
0: 34-27. My uh favorite joke about this uh about this kid. Uh i this account on Twitter phrased it this way. Uh I'm sorry, bro, I can't help you with that. But I know a Kaniga who can. <laughs> I know a Kaniga. <laughs> now I mentioned how talented this Kaniga is. Uh. Apparently, it's how talented these Kanigas are. Because not only did Noah Kaniga get awarded MVP at a recent basketball tournament, so did his twin sister Natalie Kaniga. Oh, girl. These Kanigas are basketball all-stars. Can you believe that?
1: Uh yes. Um I bet she wants to get married so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, when you mentioned that earlier today cuz the Ryan Kaniga uh, the mother of Noah, this is the wife of Ryan Kaniga, mother of Noah Kaniga. This is Stacy Kaniga. And you had mentioned, well, that's dedication to uh, being a wife, that you, totally, you're not going to hyphenate yeah. your name. You're not going to. I guess it doesn't matter if you hyphenate that, depending. It might be funnier. I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah. You don't
0: keep your maiden name. You take your husband's name like a good wife should.
1: Maybe her maiden name was real, and then she could have been real <laughs> Kaniga. <laughs> Maybe this was a huge missed opportunity Uh, and I've praised her too much.
0: uh, Kanega has a lot of great opportunities if you play it right. That's for sure. But Stacey Kaniga, who was proudly tweeting about her uh, her twin kids who are basketball MVPs. I was looking through this and I, I realized in her bio it says principal at Central Elementary School. So somewhere out there in Indiana, there's an elementary school in which the kids are somehow taught to address principal Kaniga And that's got to be very delicate, although I assume they just call her principal Stacy and we just avoid that whole trap.
1: Well, it sounds like a good one. What do you do?
0: (laughs) We got to get these Kanegas on the show. That's all I know. But
1: where we can talk about only their last name. We just just want to to
0: say your name 50 times for a segment. Is that okay? Uh, Speaking of things that I say. Way too repetitively and just beat into the ground. Uh, recall There's f-
1: another butt sex story. Is yes. that what you're telling? It's
0: not, it's not even a different one. It's the same kid, bro. Because recall a few weeks ago that aide for Senator Ben Cardin who had gay butt sex in the Senate on video, the Senate office building, rather. Well, he got fired. Apparently, he retains his inability to feel shame of any kind. This is an apparently newly posted video. I thought this has to be old. Why he's not gonna get caught? filmed in a gay sex act in the Senate office building, and then go right back to talking about gay sex acts on social media. Is he? My sources say that this is a newly I'm posted to video. Say yes. Aiden yeah. Choropsky, I think is how you say his name. He's now mingling with Baltimore homeless people. Now, perhaps that's because he is now a Baltimore homeless person since he's out of a job. But Aiden says that these Baltimore bums are hot And he would potentially let these bums have a piece of, uh, have a piece of his, uh, well, you you know what?
3: Okay. Baltimore has the sexiest homeless population of any city in America. Like in DC, in San Francisco, the homeless people are not cute, but like in Baltimore, there are some who I would totally let hit it.
1: Oh my God. Okay. What's Uh, wrong with these people? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I have no further commentary on that. I'm just going to leave that exactly as it is. Well, actually, no, that's not true. The one thing I wanted to em- emphasize that dude who posts that kind of insanity repeatedly, even after being caught and has no shame hired by the United States Senate to earn a salary and loads of benefits on your dime. Just
1: load so
0: <laughs> probably was a better joke there that I didn't take advantage of. But, uh that's Hey, okay. there was, um, there was apparently a misunderstood long jumper, in the criminal court in Las Vegas, who was right about to get his life back on track until a racist judge sentenced him to prison. So he attacked her. You know what uh, my first
1: thought was when I saw this, I was like really impressed by the black athleticism.
0: I need to see a wider video angle because
1: it just was incredible. It It looked looked like like he jumped off a trampoline. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how did he, did he do this? Um, obviously this guy has a bajillion priors. Okay. Like I was reading his rap sheet. It's uh crazy. Let's see. Initially charged the, the charge that he was talking to the judge about um, connection to a baseball bat attack with felony assault with a deadly weapon. And in 2021, he served prison time following a third offense, domestic battery
0: conviction. Like, he was, was actually heading priors. down to the batting cages to get his life turned around when he was attacked by some, unruly yeah. racist you know
1: and so he's like please judge um, i'm just trying i'm trying so hard and i'm turning my life around and blah da, da. and the judge was like you you've like 19 previous violent convictions are you out of your gd mind and then this happens
0: okay here is the clip from uh the criminal court in clark county nevada this is las vegas
1: the 30-year-old telling Judge Mary Kay Huthis he didn't think he deserved another trip to prison. I feel red, like I shouldn't be
2: like,
0: sent to prison for a second time.
1: The judge reminding Redden of his lengthy criminal record.
0: Three felonies a gross, nine misdemeanors, multiple DVs, Got a lot going on, sir.
1: Redden saying he was working to turn his <coughs> life around. But Judge Holtis denying his request for probation.
0: I appreciate that, but I think it's time that he gets a taste of something else because I just can't with that history. In accordance with the laws of state I'm out of this Court. Oh,
2: Redden then leaping over the bench, landing on top of the judge and brawling with court officers
1: and attorneys.
0: Nah, fuck that bitch, I think is what he said. Yeah. When she said, you're going to go back to prison. No, fuck that, bitch. Yeah, yeah okay. totally.
1: Uh, the judge suffered minor injuries. She might have had like a concussion. And because she said, like, I hit my head against the wall pretty hard. Um, and then a courtroom deputy has a gash in his head and dislocated his shoulder. I heard that dislocating your shoulder hurts like a motherfucker. <laughs> oh,
0: I'm sure it probably does. Yeah, I didn't realize that, that injury was part of it.
1: Anyway, the, he now faces thirteen new charges, including coercion with force, intimidation of a public officer, extortion, multiple counts of battery on a protected person. Yeah, I don't know what this guy thought.
0: The look on her face when she realizes that he's charging is just classic. She's
1: like, fuck. It's
0: kind of double do? takes, and then all of a sudden he's just trampoline jumping into her face. There is also <laughs> an update from uh from nashville where apparently 10 police officers at nashville pd have been reassigned
1: yeah, following okay. the
0: uh, i guess investigation into this manifesto leak
1: they did this donna brazil thing where they're like i don't know who leaked these documents but then they reassigned 10 people that apparently aren't responsible for leaking the documents it's like what are what are you they they're, they're like not going to take any responsibility for the documents being leaked But then they reassigned all of these people. Only one of these people is probably involved. Right. Um, So a spokesperson for the police department said on Friday that these officers are transitioned out of the division. This is a reassignment only. They're not leaving the force. Um, And then but they also say that they have been totally unable to identify the person who leaked pages from the shooter's journals. Um, So. I'm wondering, like, is this this Donna Brazil thing where they're like, you're like a thief in the night trying to take what they didn't admit fault. But then they're doing all this reassign reassignment stuff. It's just like a cover your ass thing.
0: Yeah, my guess is they probably were able to narrow down who leaked those pages to Stephen Crowder to uh, there's no to way they don't
1: know. No I don't know, but
0: maybe they don't know with certainty. And if they don't know with certainty a lot of times your ability to punish i don't i assume maybe there's a, a police officers union in this case or some sort of contract and there are a lot of terms as to when people can be punished or fired or this or that if they don't know with, with certainty or to a high standard this is probably the the best they can do is just reassign people they can't they can't uh, fire them they can't otherwise punish them is my guess but i don't know how else to interpret it as always, we care more about who leaked the truth in this case than we do about uh, the truth itself, it seems. If only there was as much journalistic curiosity in obtaining the manifesto, but uh, no, we're yep. comfortable to let that one go away. Mm-hmm. All right, well, big news on Friday is uh, kind of a foregone conclusion, or at least it was, but now it's official the Supreme court will indeed hear the challenge to Trump's ballot disqualification in Colorado. The court made that announcement on Friday. Uh, the, The case will be argued on February 8th, likely to be decided quickly before the Colorado primary on March 5th, which is also super Tuesday, the day on which many States vote Maine included where the secretary of state has also disqualified Trump from the state's ballot. The scope of this decision could be very broad or very narrow, This New York Times Times coverage that I'm looking at, second paragraph, the reporter is saying that he expects a broad ruling that could decide whether Trump is eligible to run in the general election or even hold office at all. I couldn't disagree more with that prediction. Uh, Number one, the court is not going to want to enter political questions unless it absolutely has to. And it doesn't absolutely have to in this case. Number two, this is still the Roberts Court, which is known primarily for making extremely narrow decisions that apply only to the specific case in question. And they're very careful not to set precedent that could apply elsewhere. So I don't know where or how this prediction is ending up in the second paragraph of the New York Times story, but that's what they're going with. There are several ways the court could theoretically overturn the Colorado Supreme Court decision. Again, the decision from the Colorado Supreme Court is that Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, otherwise known as the Insurrection Clause, sometimes called the Disqualification Clause, that this clause disqualifies Trump from being president, or in this case, even running. Now, they could just confront the charge. They could say Trump is not an insurrectionist. Therefore, he's not disqualified because he's not an insurrectionist and give some definition to that term. Uh At the time of passage, as in the passage of the 14th Amendment, the ratification, that was understood, uh, the term insurrection was understood to mean the taking up of arms and waging war upon the United States. There were no guns on January 6th. There was no war waged. The violence that was committed was not committed by Trump, certainly, and it wasn't committed at Trump's direction or order. In fact, it was the opposite. Go peacefully and patriotically, and later he directed people to go home. There's also the argument that Trump is entitled to due process. And that due process could come either through the courts or through Congress. Uh, But the court could focus on that, that due process element. Instead of deciding whether or not Trump is an insurrectionist, they could focus on the process to assign that title and determine guilt or the lack of it. The court could conclude that due process is a necessary piece of that judgment, that like any other area of American law, uh Trump has not been determined to be an insurrectionist according to any any process at which he was represented and defended so his due process rights were not respected therefore this assignment of the label insurrectionist to him it could theoretically apply but if it were to apply it would have to be uh, applied through some process similar to what we'd see in a in a criminal case for example um, the one process that has been applied to Trump to make that judgment, of course, is the second impeachment where he was acquitted in the Senate trial at the end of his presidency in 2021. Uh, the court could also say that due process as prescribed by this amendment would be an act of Congress. We've talked about that before. Section five of the amendment, which says Congress has the power to enforce the terms of the amendment and Congress hasn't made any move to enforce but for that failed impeachment, so that's another way that the the court could go after, uh, could go after this decision, potentially reverse it. One more possibility they might consider is that the insurrection clause does not apply to the president. Now, I posted a video on that argument and the history of the drafting and ratification of the Fourteenth Amendment yesterday. You can find that on Tenet Media and on my website homepage. But this is actually what the lower court in Colorado concluded originally. Section three, of course, does not list the president uh, in its list uh, of other offices to which the section applies. Section three references the violation of an oath with language different from the presidential oath. And as a chatter tipped us off to uh, last weekend and I looked into this week. Mention of the president was actually removed in the 14th Amendment drafting and ratification. Mm -hmm. The first draft of Section 3 explicitly said no person shall be qualified or shall hold office of president or vice president. So, again, the offices are explicitly mentioned there. Who has been or shall hereafter be engaged in any armed conspiracy or rebellion against the United States. Several of those things were removed in the final draft that became constitutional law. Reference to the president was removed. Reference to qualification for office was removed and reference to future rebellion. So there's even an additional argument here that the 14th Amendment, at least Section 3 here, was intended to apply to Confederates post-Civil War only. That's kind of a secondary piece. Uh, But if the mention of the president was in the amendment in the first place upon initial consideration and then it was removed before it was ratified, well, how are we possibly going to argue that the amendment was intended to apply to the president when he was in there and they took him out? Likewise, what was he replaced with? Well, mention of the president was replaced with mention of electors for president, as in the Electoral College. So the history of the drafting and the ratification of the amendment suggests that the authors wanted the judgment about who was qualified for president left to loyal or non-insurrectionist electors. And if non-insurrectionist electors say that this president-elect is qualified, that should be good enough to satisfy Section 3, according to this argument. Now, in all likelihood, the court is going to select one of these and probably reverse this decision, and the rest of that will kind of be an academic point. My bet, if I had to guess the path they take, is on that due process question, because that is the safest argument that upsets nothing in law elsewhere, If you want to assign this quasi-criminal title, that requires a fair process. According to the 14th Amendment itself and the 5th, they don't want to evaluate whether Trump committed insurrection because that's a question that's for Congress or for a trial. They probably uh, won't make the determination that Section 3 doesn't cover presidents because that's a little bit more of a complicated argument as I just went through. And that's really only necessary if you grant the premise that Trump even is an insurrectionist in the first place. It's kind of a step ahead. So my bet is the court overturns the Colorado Supreme Court on the grounds that due process um, to determine if Trump is an insurrectionist has has not been served. That would be the argument, essentially. Uh, It doesn't upset any other areas of law. It doesn't uh, they leave the question to voters, of course, which is safe and legally correct, I think. I would be shocked to see the court make any sort of sweeping decision like the New York Times is forecasting here. Certainly a sweeping decision that would say something like, yeah, Trump's an insurrectionist. He's banned from all the ballots. All right. Have a good election. I I can't imagine something like that is going to happen. Ju- yeah. I would be just as shocked to see the, the Colorado Supreme Court affirmed on any other grounds, generally speaking. But some interesting questions as this develops or potential questions that will come up. What? are the liberals on the court going to do? I think the six of Roberts, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, Thomas, Barrett, and Alito, all but a lock to reverse the decision and keep Trump on the ballot. Maybe one of them defects, but I, it's hard to even imagine that you got your five safely. Yeah. What about Kagan Sotomayor and Jumanji Brown Jackson? (laughs) It'd be very interesting if one or more of them actually sheds that Trump derangement syndrome for a second and joins the rest of the court I've seen some predictions that all three will. I I think if anyone's the least likely to come over, I think it's, I think it's Sonia Sotomayor. We can look forward to a, a deranged Sonia Sotomayor dissent that will make no sense whatsoever, but will be an enjoyable read.
1: That is a sure thing.
0: Yeah. Can't wait. And then the question is how are Democrats going to react? Because assuming the court goes against Democrats and ballot disqualification, uh, well, what are Democrats going to do with that? Jamie Raskin was on CNN last weekend saying Clarence Thomas has to recuse himself in this decision or they're going to do something to him. in in response to that, what are they going to do? We have to consider what we should do to him. If the court goes against them, as it's expected that they will, will the democracy and institution defenders defend the integrity of the court that they disagree with? The safe forecast there is no. The forecast there is they will call it irredeemably corrupt they say they will say it needs to be fundamentally changed. I think we know how that's going to go. The court is run by a bunch of MAGA extremist insurrectionists themselves is what they'll say.
1: That's totally what's happening.
0: And some, myself included, think that may even be the intent that this is, this is just kind of a legally dubious setup that they know this case that Trump is disqualified is legally dubious, that they bring it to these courts that will accept it. That, puts the Supreme Court in a spot where they must take up the case or allow it to stand. But if they allow it to stand, it's going to undo American electoral law. So they have to take it and they have to say, no, you can't take Trump off the ballot, which sets the Supreme Court up to look like Trump partisans. That's the way that they'll brand it. And then what? Then you can start going after the Supreme Court, too. You can start chipping them away. Oh, man. First, they took away your right to an abortion. Then they said you got a right to carry guns everywhere. Where'd they get that? I can't yep. imagine. It's as though there's some constitutional text on it or something. And then next, they said that Trump is not an insurrectionist. Can you believe that? <laughs> And and uh, and and so then you have a more plausible political path to start chipping away at the court too. So I think this move with the court, this is all a first step. I think this is a setup. I don't. I don't think there was much belief that this was going to go their way uh, in the courthouse. That this is just a way to to propagandize and to attack them down the line. I think we're dealing with a lot of layers of a plan here, and that's the uh, direction I think that's going. But. Speaking of the primaries, get ready for the next debate. It's coming up on uh, Wednesday night because we're supposed waiting
1: to... with bated breath.
0: Lucky you. Maybe uh, you'll have a new baby and you'll get out of watching it. Not that I'm uh... going
1: to watch that. <laughs> I'll, I'll like watch people live tweeting it. How's that?
0: That's going to be way more entertaining. Uh, But, yeah, we're supposed to believe that maybe it won't be Trump as the Republican presidential nominee anyway, that somehow Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley are going to get the nomination and face Biden in the fall. In case you are interested in entertaining that delusion, the delusion just got a lot less entertaining because the next debate is Wednesday night on CNN. It's the final debate before we actually get some votes in Iowa on Monday night, the 15th. or whatever they call them in the caucus system. You know, all the people go to the Civic Center and they talk about who it should be. However that works. I'm going to call them votes, even though that might not be technically correct. You get what I mean. Voters are going to be making decisions. There will be no Vivek Ramaswamy on stage. There will be no Chris Christie on stage. So no Porky Pig versus Aladdin slap fights anymore. Which is all anyone Sounds was tuning pointless. in yeah. to see. I thought that was the best part. Uh and so the, the debate will be the non thrill of of DeSantis versus Haley only this, according to CNN's qualifications of at least 10 percent support in three national and or Iowa polls. Technically, Trump also qualified. He will voluntarily skip, of course. Vivek has already said that he's going to do a live show with Tim Poole on Wednesday night instead, which might actually get more viewership than Nikki Haley.
1: <laughs> yeah, really?
0: Versus Ron DeSantis on CNN. I'd be curious to see how that turns out. But uh, that's, that's how we're shaping up before we roll into the Iowa caucuses here. None of that really matters anyway because nobody's been able to close the gap on Trump. The Iowa caucus polls remain largely unchanged from where these debates started in August. In fact, Trump has only gained support. Trump is over 50% support in Iowa, currently about 51.3, according to the Real Clear Politics average. Back at the end of August... Trump was about 43 or 44 percent. Theoretically beatable at the time, if everybody, if all the other ca- candidates consolidated. Trump has since gained about 8 percent support since uh, since then in August. Haley has gained 11 points from about five to 16 in Iowa.
1: No, she hasn't.
0: I, 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 that's a great psyop. I think that there are any. Yeah. Nikki Haley supporters, but I'm told they exist. I've never seen one in real life. But uh, DeSantis has stayed flat. DeSantis, at least in Iowa, has stayed flat at about 18. He's actually sunk nationally. But Trump's gain um, is is most significant here, even if Haley has technically gained more points. But Trump's gain is most significant in the sense that it puts him over 50% support in Iowa. So it doesn't really matter what the other candidates do. Nationally, it's even more drastic. Uh, Trump is pulling at almost 63%. In the Real Clear Politics polling average, that's up nine points since the end of August, and um, uh, so unless something changes drastically here, all of these candidates may as well quit. Uh, they're only here for the show, and the show is getting very boring. So it
1: is getting boring. That's the real problem with all of this, isn't it? Yeah.
0: The, well, the the debates had some moments. Primarily, it was Vivek who was who was sparking the moments, and so if you take him out, I don't know who's. Are either one of these either one, Nikki, uh, Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis, are they going to take interesting shots at each other? Neither one of them really did that. Like Nikki Haley ended up taking shots from Vivek about she's Dick Cheney and heels. And she had that confusing response about having ammo in her heels or something like that. She didn't do a lot of uh, at least I'm struggling to remember any lines of attack that she really put up against the other candidates. It was mostly vague driving that and Ron DeSantis in large part just kind of sat back and allowed those attacks to happen. I think hoping that everybody else would kind of kill each other off while he, well,
1: I think he's super worried about um, looking like he's engaging in trivial attacks on other candidates. Like he's always been very worried about that. Yeah. He maybe. doesn't want to look superficial maybe or petty.
0: He he really has not taken the opportunity to strike on anybody else. And so it and it hasn't yeah, really off. What about off. the
1: laws, DeSantis? He's just, you have to care to.
0: about that? <laughs> you yeah. have to. Because he's just in Iowa, he's just floating. But again, nationally, where's the uh DeSantis line here? I mean, you can see since his height of you know, thirty plus percent support at the end of January coming off the twenty twenty two midterm in which he performed pretty well in Florida, he was you know, 12 points and change behind Trump. It was, it was plausible, but he has, he's just failed to separate himself from anybody else. And he's lost my God. He's lost two thirds of his support nationally since then, but he just hasn't differentiated. He's just, it's like, he's what always are His
1: campaign advisors telling him.
0: I don't he know. Probably it's a is
1: standing on principle. They're probably like, make fun of people.
0: Uh, my it's guess like is they're thinking you are in uh, a circus of clowns here. And if you can just avoid becoming a clown, you will naturally stand out and shine relative to the rest of these crazies, but it's not working. And I'll be curious to see if, if Ron DeSantis, the most humiliating thing for DeSantis next Monday is if he actually loses to Nikki Haley in Iowa, because from a campaign resource perspective, can you imagine he has bet the house on Iowa? If
1: he,
0: if he does, if he gets third in Iowa, he, I mean, he already has to quit, but he Mm -hmm. double triple has to quit immediately if he wants to salvage his political future, if he, if he loses to Haley in Iowa, it'll be hugely embarrassing, but we'll see how that goes. I could break it down more, but I just talked about how boring it is. And the truth is it is. So (laughs) let's talk about, uh, well, uh, we're not supposed to call him a transgender shooter because that's not conclusively demonstrated yet, apparently, but there are signs
1: strongly suggested through social media history. Yeah. Although I think he's,
0: Reception. Oh, which is what that's attracted to all the things, something like that.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Uh He hadn't done any transitioning stuff. We know that for sure. Okay. Can you just say you're trans, but like not have done anything? I don't.
0: Oh, of course. Think. Yeah. It's it's all whatever you say you are.
1: I can't believe that this uh shooting is already over in the news, but well, yes, I can because he was trans. Um I'm always like false flag and then it's a trans person and I'm like, oh must be real real flag okay so the 17 year old student dylan butler perry high school in iowa he fatally shot a sixth grader wounded four other students one of them critically but not life-threatening injuries and a school administrator before he shot himself this was on thursday um he had a pump action shotgun small caliber handgun and police also find an improvised explosive device i don't really know what that means though
0: Okay. He made a, a crappy small, homemade bomb. He made of a some crappy kind? bomb, yeah. yeah.
1: The reason he killed the sixth grader, they were doing some before school breakfast program that involved um students of all ages, and that's where this happened. So uh and then in terms of but the evidence that he's sorry. Did
0: he have beef with that kid or
1: no random.
0: Okay, he was just a kid.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, of course this swept the news, not mainstream news, but alternative news that he was trans slash gay evidence of this. So in his socials that everybody combed, he, he posted a picture of a trans flag emoji and with the hashtag gender fluid, gender. Okay. Fluid.
0: Um, Maybe he's just then, an ally
1: though. I, I, well, he had this, um, this other, this Reddit account where he said that his pronouns were he, they, Okay. And then he responded to um, the R trans, the, the Reddit trans account. And the question was, for those who haven't started transitioning yet, what's holding you back? And he said, I don't want to look. Up.
0: <laughs> well, uh, hey, I know that uh, when we're 17 or however old he was, some of us are have not uh, blossomed yet. Yeah. But uh, if, if the aim was not to look unpleasant, I don't know that he succeeded in that aim.
1: He also said in a similar Reddit thread that he um, likes men and then he was a brony and then he also liked to have sex with furries. So I think the evidence is mounting that he was a homosexual gender fluid. Wait, did he theater. say?
0: He- <laughs> no, I'm confused. Did he say he likes fucking furries? Wait, yeah. Wait. Yeah. Wait, he wait, said
1: wait. that. Um, no, but Yeah. But that.
0: I guess I'm saying is, is that. I like fucking furries, man. Or I like fucking furries. Oh. It's unclear. I just
1: assumed there was no comma. I just assumed it was fucking fury, furries.
0: But here, well, I guess there's a little more context clue. Someone said happy Pride Month. And another person responded to that post, fucking furries. Like, I assume with irritation of, at furries. And then right, he said, right. I like fucking furries.
1: So I just I, assumed. Yeah. I
0: think he just means he likes furries, not that he likes having sex with furries.
1: I'm sorry, but it I is unclear a retraction of my own. <laughs> no, he glad. was a brony though. We know yeah. that. Which means that he had some kind of like sexual, my little pony thing. Yeah. And then he did say he likes hot dogs for days, which I can only assume means that he's a Peter Puffer. Right.
0: So I don't I, know. I mean, I this, this,
1: this kid is like the kind of kid that should be bullied. And it seems like that may have, played a part in all of this. Well, I don't really know. I mean, now
0: I'm confused by this too. Uh, I mean, uh, you could, what, what does hamburger or hot dog, I guess is hamburger. What is hamburger a metaphor for? If we're going with this idea that hot dog is, you know, what that would represent sexually when they say hamburger or hot dog, if I'm not to interpret that as the honest presentation of what is your preferred, you know, sandwich to the extent you consider a hot dog, a sandwich, which is its own debate. If hot dog means Dick, what is hamburger?
1: It must mean vagina, but it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. And if it's, they called it a taco, I'd be like, oh, okay. I get that.
0: And the context is cartoons of femboy hooters. Are these tranny hoots or what What am I looking at here? Tranny anime hoots
1: yeah, in, this, and I don't know, in this cartoon.
0: I don't know. Uh,
1: do you think it was bullying? Or do you think, <laughs> you know, it, you got to bully kids the right way. You, you don't want to like bully them into suicide or into a school shooting or whatever. You want to bully them enough that they just want to be less weird.
0: That's correct. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Goldilocks zone, bullies. It okay? is.
1: There might have been an excessive amount of bullying that pushed him from that, like, incorporate myself, integrate myself into the rest of society, into school shooter territory. But this kid was fucking weird and really had it coming. So I, I don't know what to say about that.
0: I, uh, I, of course, have my phone near me in case there's any sort of emergency. So my wife says, I uh, can't wait for the audio clip of you saying, I like fucking furries. I did walk into that. But you're right that bullying is the preferred narrative here. We can't, uh, We can't talk about any of the potential... Trans issues, uh, the only issue here is that kids were mean to him. So police are still investigating a motive and are looking into, quote, a number of social media posts that Butler had posted around the time of the shooting. But the official explanation that the AP is going with, courtesy of quoted classmates, is that Butler was bullied. Quote, he was hurting and he got tired of harassment, these classmates say. Classmates Yesenia Roter and Kam- Kamaya Hall both 17 years old, alleged that Butler had been a victim of bullying since elementary school, which recently escalated when his younger sister also started getting bullied. They claim Butler had reached the last straw, suggesting it was the reason behind why he killed and injured so many innocent students, or innocent students in general, rather. So, uh, as always, if the shooter fits the demographic preferences, rather, of uh, of the media here, the explanation must be that he was driven to violence. He, he can't just be a bad guy. He was driven to violence, of course. Anything else you have to say about this shooter?
1: Well, must be real, right?
0: Uh, I could certainly believe that there are uh, certain mental health factors that play into this. And uh, the one thing I, I do, I am curious about, is what we're looking at from from a like a data perspective because it, it does anecdotally.
1: Disproportionate. Yes.
0: There's not a lot of trannies and we've had like four or five. I don't know. There's been a handful of verifiable tranny shootings in the last year or so. Yeah. I know that there are way more just regular white guy mass shootings. It Mm -hmm. seems there are also way more just regular white guys. So (laughs) proportionally, what are we looking at here? Is this, is there any kind of trend here? And I don't say that to lead people to a particular conclusion. I'm just curious. It's it seems reasonable to infer that where there are mental health issues like this, you could have this sort of outburst, and that's something to watch out for.
1: Well, of but, course, pre existing mental illness. That's yeah.
0: But but we're told it's like, oh, there's just so few tranny shootings and it's such a small fraction of regular enraged white Nazis. And uh so nothing to see here. But there kind of is a lot to see here because there, you you have several of these happening, and it's within a very small population. That, that that seems pretty significant. I'm not saying I for sure know what the proportions are here. I just saying I would like some honest numbers on that. But yeah, it's kind of like you'll um, never get them. It's never yeah, it's, it's like the the lesbian uh, domestic violence stats. They're they're secret. You can't find
1: those. I know they're out there. <laughs> out
0: there. I don't want to talk about um, Biden's Valley Forge January 6th speech, but we're right uh, up against the top of the hour. So it would be a great time for a break.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's talk. uh, Let's catch up with our our rumble chatters here. Yakko 1977 says another January 6th anniversary. And once again, politicians and pundits are pretending that the self-guided tour of the Capitol was worse than the civil war and Pearl Harbor combined. Remember Ashley Babbitt. Well, Yeah, you get all these speeches about the damage of that day and how destructive it was and even the loss of life, as we'll get to with Joe Biden's speech. Ashley Babbitt doesn't count. In fact, not only does Ashley Babbitt not count, she's mocked. There are are tweets circulating right now, and I'm not going to I don't think this was a high profile person, but the one I saw was just some generic leftist loser who tweeted a picture of like six. Uh, shot glasses of alcohol.
1: I saw that. My yeah.
0: friends and I are taking shots to the chest to celebrate Ashley Babbitt's death, or taking shots to the chest like Ashley Babbitt. the The premise being to celebrate mm-hmm. her death. And
1: what a bizarre take!
0: I'm not going to like clutch my pearls and act like uh, you know uh, poor taste. Commentary on death has has never been uttered on this show, but it's such a loser no, thing. People
1: want you dead. They probably. Well, what did do? she really do? Even from their perspective, what did she really do?
0: Uh, they believe that she was legitimately breaking in to change the course of American history by preventing Joe Biden from becoming president somehow.
1: That, that's, she was unarmed. What's the plan here? These people <sighs> know what an insurrection is. She was Has also a, a Ever pretty, been.
0: She was, she was, uh, she was taught combat arts in the air force. She was going to go break all their necks inside that chamber. Anyway, yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, Ashley Babbitt does not count. Ashley Babbitt, forget um, George Floyd, forget Michael Brown, forget all the uh, criminals of color who have engaged in criminal activity that brought their own death upon them. Those are understandable. Those are kids who grew up in bad situations and ended up on the wrong side of the law. Very unfortunate, but it was clearly racial motive that took them out or something. Ashley Babbitt is the one person who committed a criminal act and deserved to get shot. It's very miraculous. Then the criminal act was was starting to climb through the broken window of a door in the Capitol.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you, Yakko. Implosive Critter. I recognize... <laughs> I recognize Noah that kaniga stole my bike. <laughs> now, if we still had the giveaway, going, that one would absolutely be in. So, uh, I appreciate that. Raymond Donovan is gay. What is an honest job now? Construction equals endless consumerism. Doctor equals pushing pills. Software developer equals developing our demise of rosing society. Chef, pregnant YouTuber, non-jogging preacher. Um, yes, uh, <laughs> YouTuber is the most honest, uh, uh, the most honest job of integrity that exists. So I
1: totally. Would, yeah. We're basically saints
0: would highly suggest that. No. Um, if you're serious about having a job that, um, that you th- think will not compromise your priorities and, and morality and all of that, I think you probably got to go into something like farming or ranching where you are developing your own, um, your own sustenance and your own sustainability and you don't rely on anybody else. And there's nothing really, unless you're bought out by Bill Gates or something, there's nothing really corruptible about it. You're just producing food to sustain your family. Yeah. So that's, that's what I, you got to move to Afghanistan and become a goat herder in the mountains. That's like, uh, that's the, the way to live these days. If you want to be an honest person, you have any uh, different thoughts from that? Is there any other path to take?
1: Yeah, I mean that. I don't want to encourage people to do that. Some people just don't have a knack for it. It's a man's job, you know. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think people need to lean into their strengths. Otherwise, they're going to be unhappy in their careers. But self sufficiency doesn't make women as happy as it makes men. So.
0: But yeah. women are attracted to a self sufficient man. True. Who provides for them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Godspeed. I wish I had a better answer for you, but yeah, pick up, pick up farming or ranching, man. I know that kind of sounds strange, but I also know that around here, there are lots of ranch operations, family ranch operations that are looking for help all the time. I know that a lot of the time they're looking for people who have experience with running animal operations or running farm equipment, running that kind of stuff. So if you have no experience, I don't know if I don't know, but you know, you could be, uh, you could be the, you, you could be Rip to that Yellowstone. You could be, uh, Jimmy, the four sixes guy.
1: Oh, I, mean, I found out something about Rip this week.
0: <laughs> I can't I'm believe he's part Twitter. of the Hollywood elite. Oh my God.
1: I can't believe it. I found him <laughs> so attractive. I see you've been following my Twitter.
0: I, I, I did see that Underscore one. Yeah. tweets.
1: Is that my Twitter handle? I don't even know. Sounds um, right. Oh God. People just love to send me this stuff, don't they?
0: I was similarly duped by a Yellowstone product because I saw some 46's beer at the grocery store and I thought, well, I'm I'm a ridiculous uh slave to branding and consumerism, so I got to try this 46's beer and it's Grit and Glory and Texas Heritage and it's got the gross? state of Texas on. I mean, it was fine, but then I'm looking at the can bottled by Bullshit Corp in San Jose, California. Like, whatever, throw the can. Um, yeah. I have no defense for myself other than like, I want to drink what Jimmy's drinking. Give me one of those.
1: <laughs> that show know. sucks. I don't, I don't even know why. I, I would
0: know. You're going to, you're going to still going to watch it though. I know you are.
1: No, you're I quit. Like, la- I haven't even finished it.
0: Well, the, the last season was all set up and it kind of, it's halfway through and it's been halfway through because of the writer strike. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, it, it is kind of going game of Thrones style where you're like expecting big things and it doesn't really deliver in the end. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's all we got on Rumble. Thank you guys there. Odyssey, we're good there. DLive, we're good there. Sure. And let's catch up on YouTube and uh, Tippy.
1: Hey, you know who's back? Mike DeWine Shitting and Grant. Just in time um, for Mike DeWine's <laughs> bullshit. One thing about DeWine's veto of the trans bill that was missed is that he said he was going to do an executive order to put the ban on pre-adult surgeries in place. No hospital in Ohio says they do that anyway,
0: so it's pointless. Okay, wow. so he's going to do, I wonder, an executive order based on what law, though? There must be some existing law on what you can and can't provide to minors. Right. And he's going to work through that. Uh, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about with that, too, when we talked about, you mentioned that he tried, you thought it was smart politics, not that you agree with the move, but that it was smart politics to explain his reasoning in this kind of defensive parental rights way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The way the way that we've handled this in Montana, and it's that's still being battled in the courts, but we don't if I understand the law correctly, it's not about like putting parents in prison or something like that. It's about defining the terms of what is acceptable medical practice in the state of Montana. And as a term of medical licensure, we just don't allow that sort of nonsense surgical operation on a kid or the hormones and nonsense or any of these physical interventions. It's not about throwing those parents in prison while they're in, where, where they'll never see that kid again. Though, you know, some will argue they want that. And I fully grant the premise that this is abusive to the child. But his premise that, well, we want to respect parental rights and keep the family intact and all that, you don't have to actually insert the state between parent and child to do that. We define the rules of the medical profession in every state in all sorts of ways in the same way. We right. don't think like, you have to be a, you have to be licensed to be a, to practice medicine. You have to have certain credentials that is that a, uh, an intrusion in the relationship between parent and child. Not really. It's just like, there are standards here, man. You can't go throwing leeches on everything and expecting bloodletting to be the, the medicinal practice in this state. But, Anyway,
1: I know. I know. I know. He also said, um, DeWine would still allow for the use of true drugs to be prescribed to non-adults. who can't mutate kids but chemically castrate and ruin them with big pharma backing. It's looking like a legislator will override the veto, though, DeWine. He needs, a, he ne- oh, I thought he needs hung. <sighs> I thought he, he I was going to say, needs a hug.
0: <laughs> That's disgusting. He, he wants him to get the old Mike Pence, is what he's saying.
1: That is what he's saying. Uh, Captain Norway, Happy New Year! Suspected studded tires, enjoyers. Here's to another uh year of oh, sorry, I'm, I'm having a pretty bad right now. Okay, here's to another year of Fourteenth Amendment shenanigans, psyops, Republicans clenching defeat from the jaws of victory, jogger nonsense, and a super secure election that shall not be questioned. Love ya. Yeah, I know. I was I just joking wait. about there not being total hijinks in 2024. It's going to be. It's not against the law, oh Fuck you.
0: Your poll watcher will be LaDonna. Just kidding. There wow. is no poll to watch because it's all by mail, and she's the mail collector.
1: God, I want to meet her so much.
0: I've whip. We've tried many times.
1: I know, but I just want her to know, like, truly how much joy she's brought to my <laughs> life. You know, a laugh is, it really is something.
0: She has uh, fundamentally changed our, our show, potentially our lives.
1: Watching somebody be so unabashedly racist was just. It was truly the shot in the arm that I needed last year. There's a lot of courage. Courageous. Hold Mulray. Hi, True Seekers. A good friend who was a site counselor recently told me how, they, how frustrated she is right now. Everyone wants a diagnosis they can claim and advertise. It has become today's designer label. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I, I know I've talked a lot about my experience with pediatricians, but it seems like whether it's pursuant to that or it's pursuant to a cash grab on the part of the provider, it's like they want to scare you into believing your kid has all kinds of problems and conditions you got to get checked for that and if they find thing a thing that's one percent off you got to rush into the clinic and do all these interventions and i, I don't know I, I don't i don't know if it's a psychological thing where there's there's social currency in having conditions or if it's just that yeah pfizer cuts checks to all these people and it's as simple as that but yeah now that i you know i i I didn't go to doctors as much in my younger years uh, because number one, I didn't have kids. And number two, I did not yet have the deep vein thrombosis. So deep vein thrombosis DVT. But now that I am back in the medical clinics more commonly, I notice this. It's like, uh, it's almost like they're trying to scare you into thinking things are bad by default and you need to get this checked out and that checked out. And yep, I don't know. You'll get to enjoy that soon when they, just wait till they tell you about the new RSV therapeutic for your baby. That doesn't stop you from I know, getting it, I know. but it reduces the the symptoms. Fresh off the Pfizer line. Um, We're
1: going to have to circle back. All right. God, they are going to do this RSV thing. Aren't they?
0: Oh, they will advertise it heavily. It's um, brand new I'll technology. have to just circle back with you. Thank you, guys. We'll come back to your chats at the uh, end of the stream. Back into the news. Um. Of course, this weekend marks the third anniversary of 9-11 and Pearl Harbor combined, as we've been talking about. That is uh, January 6th, of course. And it's not just the uh, the absurdly overdramatized memorial-type events and speeches that we're seeing, even though, as we've mentioned, the term memorial doesn't really apply, except for to the case of Ashley Babbitt, whose death they're certainly not honoring. It's very clear that this is going to become the organizing premise of the Biden campaign, too. Sure, the economy is trash. Sure, the border is wide open. Sure, the military is Mm -hmm. decimated. Sure, we're deleting the distinction between men and women. Sure, we're like one step away from forced gay marriage with a gun pointed at your face. That'll be their next campaign promise. But if you vote for the other guy, democracy itself will fail. We've seen Biden do this bit before. He did. Remember when he had that red backlighting and he was doing the Hitler fist bit talking about it was before the midterms? It's kind of bringing that back again, that dictator Trump will reign and delete your cherished rights if you don't vote for Biden. And of course, those cherished rights are the right to cut your dick off and the right to butt sex and the right to kill your kid, the the trio of priority, the most important ones. Well, before we get to Biden, they were actually crying on MSNBC yesterday. Host Jonathan Capehart had the former D.C. police officer Michael Fanone on, and neither of them could even express themselves. They were so torn up, um, they were they were so stricken with sadness that uh, that the words just escaped them.
3: Thank you for what you did three years ago today. No. Um, please tell me your thoughts um, on this third anniversary. <clears throat> um.
0: <sighs> wow
1: Ugh, gross
0: riveting the uh the non-bodies of january 6th just heartbreaking who cares about the actual bodies of the summer of love the fentanyl invasion remember that one body in minneapolis that was burned so badly i don't think they were ever even able to identify able to
1: identify who it,
0: yeah. it was <laughs> an unknown man burned to death mm-hmm Well, Biden has released his first campaign ad of the 2024 campaign, emphasizing January 6th, of course, leaning really hard into this January 6th theme. And uh, he's going to see the idea here is that his opponents are extremists. You should vote for him because he's the only one who will protect your right to vote at all.
2: There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy all of us are being asked right now what will we do to maintain our democracy history's watching the world is watching most important our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible the vice president and i have supported voting rights since day one of this administration and i ask every american to join me in this cause
1: good lord
0: who are the extremists is the natural follow up question. Is are we is it just January sixth rioters?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is it everybody who supports Trump or is a Republican? If it is just January 6ers, well I, I guess is his if his claim is it's just a small subgroup of extremists, why is that like Point one for your campaign, the launching point. Like there's a, there's a very small fringe group of people in North Idaho that believe some kooky things, just so you know. That's not really his point. His point is vote for me or people who will see to it that all your rights are undone will uh, put you in prison or something like that. So we don't have to overthink it. You are obviously the extremist or anyone who opposes this guy is an extremist, wants to undo all of society. And he says this as he undoes all of society. Tramples on your First Amendment rights with his social media censorship. Tramples on your Second Amendment rights with his nonsense, illegal ad hoc gun laws. Extends his authority into all sorts of action that the Supreme Court has deemed unconstitutional. The vaccine mandate, the eviction moratorium. But when it comes time for the election, he transforms into Mr. Respect for Your Rights and Mr. Rule of Law. And that's where he delivers this speech at Valley Forge on January 6th. That ad release was the warm-up to, to Biden's, what is his first campaign speech of 2024. And he went to Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, which, uh, of course, is of revolutionary war fame. Valley Forge is where General George Washington camped with troops of the Continental Army during the brutal winter of 1777 and 1778. So, it's where Americans, the American spirit was almost broken before it even began, but they, they rose above. They were inspired by General Washington, and they defeated the British to establish the country. So this is a speech that's focused on January 6th and preserving our democracy, as he loves to say. Of course, Biden repeated all the uh, exaggerated January 6th classics. We nearly lost our country that day.
1: <sighs>
0: Joe personally went to the funerals of cops who died in ways somehow connected to January 6th, phrased very carefully. And he even said it's the first time we've ever had a violent insurrection to stop the transfer of power in this country. And it was also scarier than Iraq, at least according to one Capitol police officer.
2: Just one day before January 6th, a day forever shared in our memory because it was on that day that we nearly lost America, lost it all. For the first time in our history, insurrectionists had come to stop the peaceful transfer, transfer of power in America. First time, Jill and I attended the funeral of police officers who died as a result of the events of that day. He said he was more afraid in the capital of the United States of America, in the chambers, than when he was fighting as a soldier in the war in Iraq.
0: Okay. Uh, Points of fact, not one police officer died on January 6th, (laughs) of course. Closest thing have is Sicknick, D.C. medical examiner says died of natural causes the day after. At this point, though, I I don't know if I've heard this one before. The first violent insurrection to stop the transfer of power in this country, because I seem to recall that the uh, the southern states seceded precisely in response to the transfer of power (laughs) to Lincoln. Right. And my sources say there was a significant amount of violence as a result of that particular rebellion. As far as Iraq, I guess it depends on what job you were doing, where you were stationed. I'm sure there were. Places to be in the military in Iraq that were less scary than, say, on the Capitol front that day, but uh, but that would be the exception, not the rule. I would say, in comparison to a, a war that cost forty five hundred dead American soldiers and thirty three thousand wounded, somehow, Iraq uh, January sixth is scarier than that.
1: Oh yeah, I'm, I can't even imagine that you would think the other way. This is so retarded. This is such a retarded take. Nobody was even armed. What do they think an insurrection looks like historically?
0: (laughs) I I saw someone make the point that nobody was armed on Twitter. And this is me just like reading rando tweet threads because I just like to get an idea of what people are saying. I never jump into them myself because I don't want to end up in a Twitter war. But someone said, uh, this is ridiculous. There wasn't even one gun like you're saying. Right. And someone responded like some true believer of January 6th responded sincerely. Linking an article that said the Proud Boys or somebody else, they had guns in their car, in some, some off-site place. That was the best argument. And they're going to say that it was an armed insurrection because the people who some of the people who were in the Capitol had guns elsewhere, which to me kind of um, implies a respect for the law, actually.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you
0: know, if exactly. You, if you have guns in your car and you go to a place that says no guns, is that evidence of criminality or evidence of law compliance? I would say compliance, but yeah,
1: of course, yeah. that's,
0: that's the uh, point of their, their
1: car and a gun during an insurrection.
0: Uh, yeah, unless, <laughs> yeah, I, unless, uh, you know, the whole thing was some kind of goofy comedy show, which it ended up kind of being in many ways. Again, I understand crimes were committed. There was violence. There was property destruction. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this narrative about like scarier than Iraq. Like, okay, let's uh, well, it uh, depends on who you are. Maybe it was scarier than like movie night on base in Iraq or something like that. But talk to the guys from Fallujah and I don't know if they'll agree. There's a, there's a pretty amazing hypocrisy just in the, um, or the, uh, well, actually, hold on, hold on. There's several, uh, hypocrisies here. I, I don't want to get to that one. That one's the third point. Second point I want to make is that the whole premise of the speech is just so preposterous that I I have to think they know exactly what they're doing. Because again, Biden is at Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, historic site of the American Revolution. He's praising George Washington, general in an army that took on the established government at the time, the British crown. And in that context, Biden then says there is no place for political violence in the American system of government.
2: General George Washington knew he faced the most daunting of tasks. To fight and win a war against the most powerful empire existent in the world at the time. America made a vow never again would we bow down to a king. They were insurrectionists, not patriots. They weren't there to uphold the Constitution, they were there to destroy the Constitution. Political violence is never, ever acceptable in the United States political system. <laughs> never, never, never. It has no place in a democracy. None can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American.
1: That's insane. This country was built on one of the most famous insurrections in the history of mankind that he described right before he said there's no legitimate reason. He described with pride right before he said there's no legitimate reason.
0: In the context of the speech, they were probably five minutes apart. I just cut them together. But yeah, I mean, point A and point B is in the speech, no doubt. Uh, they weren't uh, they weren't patriots they were insurrectionists what if I told you that patriots were insurrectionists to your yes. point no place the uh, thing is there's not just a place for political violence in the American tradition there's obligation all right. and I say that with appropriate moral restraint don't get it twisted Mohan. it's not any political violence but certainly under the American founding philosophy per the declaration there are times when political violence is not just uh acceptable or justified it is an obligation it is necessary per the declaration when a government abandons its valid purpose of securing the rights of the people it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it that's the declaration's language that would refer to yes armed rebellion if necessary which was going on at the time or it followed the declaration itself now uh were they actually abolishing a tyrannical government on January 6th? No, of course not. It was a protest that got rowdy. But the point is that there's no, if he's going to say there's no place for revolution in the context of celebrating the American Revolution, it's it's a fundamentally silly, ridiculously insane point. It's impossible to take seriously. I think they have to understand the absurdity of this presentation. They have to be smirking while listening to it. How can you possibly? Are people nodding along thinking, yeah, this makes perfect sense. Totally. I get it. Yes. Yeah. OK, I guess they are. I don't know. The, the speech writers, I feel like they're trolling me and uh, they know that the joke's on me. And that's part of the bit. But then there's this amazing hypocrisy. Biden first brags about how his DOJ has sentenced to January Sixers to a combined 800 plus years in prison. He's done a great job of rounding them up <laughs> and locking them up. And then later in the speech, he warns that if Trump gains power, he will weaponize law enforcement to go after his political opponents.
2: Since that day, more than 1,200 people have been charged for their assault on the Capitol. nearly 900 of them have been convicted or pled guilty. Collectively to date, they have been sentenced to more than 840 years in prison. <laughs> Who in God's name do you think he is Trump plans to invoke the ins- Insurrections Act, the Insurrection Act. But to allow him to deploy, he's not allowed to do an order of circumstances, allow him to deploy U.S. military forces on the streets of America. He said it.
0: Wow. Could you believe a situation in which the false premise of insurrection would be used to discredit, harass, and imprison the political <laughs> opposition? What a hellish nightmare scenario. Yeah. I, I hope we don't live through that. That would, that would destroy the country can't let that happen they're trolling us they're laughing they're sitting back in the audience pointing and laughing at us they have to be Mm -hmm. what's more uh biden's doj they may not even be done now that they've prosecuted their way through pretty much everyone who was who actually went inside the building at least they may be moving on to those who are simply standing outside This uh, over the weekend from D.C. U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves, who, of course, is and has been a chief prosecutor of many January 6th rioters. He said those who were outside were in a restricted zone. So they also committed a crime. The implication being that the Justice Department may go after them, too.
3: An important note when it comes to our prosecutions about those who remained outside the building. We have used our prosecutorial discretion to primarily focus on those who entered the building or those who engaged in violent or corrupt conduct on capital grounds. But if a person knowingly entered the restricted area without authorization, they had already committed a federal crime. Make no mistake, thousands of people occupied an area that they were not authorized to be present in in the first
0: place.
1: That's just trespassing. Who who position?
0: We're going to keep doing it. It's trespassing in a restricted area.
1: All trespassing is trespassing in a restricted area. It's a definition of trespassing.
0: Federal government restricted area.
1: Oh, for God's sakes.
0: When I was uh, talking to Owen Schreuer about his prison sentence, this was part of the case was that he was in a restricted area outside. And as he was describing, restricted area was marked by like a sign with a piece of paper on it that said, hey, don't. But those had been trampled so thoroughly into the ground. Some might say even by the Ray Epps of the world. But I'm, I'm saying that generically and metaphorically, not with a serious accusation. Mr. Ray defamation litigation Epps, but. The point is if let's say you're one of the late to the party people at the capitol that day and you're just wandering around looking at what is going on, you might even be horrified by what you see and you think, "Wow, doesn't matter, yeah. This actually is a terrible overthrow of the government." If you don't notice that crappy sign that's that's been stomped into the ground by uh, hundreds of feet and you can't even read it, you may have unknowingly entered a restricted area and potentially face prosecution from this guy. So, the uh, i hope we have enough prison cells for these trespassers perhaps we're going to we're going to find out
1: i sure would feel safer if they were off the streets
0: once he's done with them too he's he's going to come for us the people who laughed about january 6th on the internet that is also <laughs> restricted so i don't that, that we're going to be in trouble eventually once they get through all these people uh now as far as like how this is going to work out politically it's going to be interesting to watch and i know this is based on somewhat of a silly premise here, like our voters going to resonate with this message when they vote in the totally legit election. That's not going to have any shenanigans in it whatsoever. Yeah, I know, but let's uh, entertain that scenario for just a second. I I had on um, ABCs this week, this morning, I was listening to George Stephanopoulos. Why would you do that? Cause I like to hear what they say, even though it's, cause
1: okay. you're abusive to yourself.
0: <laughs> My wife's just M- getting pissed off at him. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's fun to listen. It's fun to hate listen to. But he was saying uh, on the basis of these stories, he said something to start the show to the effect of the 2024 election is shaping up to be a referendum on January 6th. No, it isn't. No, it's not. You guys are desperately trying to make it that. But by polling, Americans have no interest in forever litigating the many tall tales of January 6th. They can't afford anything. The country's being invaded that's what the polling shows. Foreign policy has also increased. Actually it's increased. Well, it's not the top, but it's the second, second most important issue to voters, apparently per this, uh, associated press poll that just came out within the last week. Um, Americans care more about foreign policy now with the context of the war in the middle East. But according to this poll, 76% of Americans want the government to work on economic issues, which is unsurprising. 38% say foreign policy. I don't believe this at all. According to this poll, Only 35% of Americans want the government to work on immigration. That is, there's no way there's no way that's true. Yeah. Although the only way it could be true, they do break it down by party. The only way it could be true. And you see some of this here, it's something like 55, 60% of Republicans want that. Something like 20% of Democrats want that. So then it kind of, if it was closer to like all Republicans want immigration worked on and all Democrats don't at all, Maybe that's how you get that number. But collectively, it's 35. And then there's something in here just called politics. 36% of Americans want the government to work on politics, whatever that means. Maybe they mean the insurrectionists of January 6th. Who knows? Even if I were to grant that premise, it's still twice as many people who are saying, don't care about that. Fix the economy. I can't yeah. afford anything. And my wages are not keeping up with inflation. So we'll see if this works. Uh, But again, of of course, I I doubt they're just going to rely on the honest persuasion uh, or honest persuasion of a a free and fair election and campaign to to decide this. So the 2024 countdown on whatever insane emergency is going to completely upend the system is officially on. And I can't can't. I would say I can't wait to see it, but I can definitely wait. I hope there's nothing to see here. That'd be great. Anyway. Any other thoughts so you got on that before it's uh I wonder it's, if it's already... gonna be
1: a uh, disease oriented
0: no they already did that one yeah I... but
1: it was like a test drive right I now was talking to
0: um to Taylor Hansen on my Wednesday show mm-hmm. and he was predicting a terrorist attack whether like real or false oh, flight. yeah
1: they haven't used that one in a while terrorist
0: attack is a couple decades old yeah I mean January sixth I guess they would say is a terrorist attack sort of but I think he means more like legit mass casualty event
1: Ugh.
0: rather than uh, <laughs> tangential casualty of event you know, it's like everybody who was at January 6th they all got some condition that caused them to die months after the fact they uh-huh. got Hillary disease and became suicidal very weird uh, it's already time for uh for hoax hate if you're ready to get into it yeah all right <laughs> Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, the classics never die in San Pedro, uh, the San Pedro neighborhood, rather of Los Angeles. Reginald Scott is a Mustang owner of color, and he just got a new paint job on this car. But he woke up to discover it vandalized with hateful graffiti. It said Merry Christmas N-word and had (laughs) swastikas on it as well in black spray paint
1: disturbing video from San Pedro where a man wakes up to find his newly painted sports car vandalized with racist slurs and a swastika. And the victim says it is not the first time people of color have been targeted in his neighborhood.
2: While other vehicles in this man's neighborhood have also been vandalized in recent months, this one seemed more race-based and personal. Uh, I can not believe that this happened to me in San Pedro. Sometime between Christmas <laughs> and New Year's, somebody spray painted his Mustang using Using swastikas and the N word. They also slashed his tires. He says it might be a racial threat for parking in front of someone else's home. The Scots say that they filed a police report, but now after twenty plus years in San Pedro, it might be time to relocate.
1: Come on, bro.
0: The uh the swastika isn't just backward, it's also wrong. You see all the weird tales coming off of this? Yeah. So that's actually that's among the worst I've seen in in quite it's some really time. It's
1: really bad, yeah.
0: Of course, there it's is a that car
1: uh, is kind of sweet.
0: I don't know. I I don't know much about Mustangs, so I would need someone who is a Mustang enthusiast to tell me if this is a cool one or not. But. uh, there is a GoFundMe up with a sizable ask attached to it. Reginald Scott wants thirty thousand dollars to help him recover Come
1: on, bro. from this
0: incident. I'm not sure that car is worth that car thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's some kind of special Mustang. I don't. know. So far, he has raised almost four thousand dollars. Now, some possible motives. First of all, if you list, if you listen to the rest of the story, I had to cut it down for time, but he mentions that someone slashed the tires on his truck earlier. He says someone lit his car on fire a couple of years ago, and then they talk about racial animus in the neighborhood. So just like the hoax hate that we had the other week, you got people saying, I can't believe this happened to me in this neighborhood where this also always happens all the time. Okay. Is it rare um, or is it common?
1: San Pedro is, it's also South LA. It's like a super shitty neighborhood. It's like, I think it's half Mexican. Okay. Probably the remainder black. I mean, like no white people live there.
0: I don't know much about it, but I wonder if this is. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a
1: fucking shithole. It's a disgusting neighborhood.
0: Are we talk Well, and that's that's another possible some possible motives I thought about here. Number one, uh, they mentioned that he has a fresh coat of paint on this car. Yeah. I assume this kind of custom racing stripe thing is new. But maybe like he, he just doesn't it. like the paint job. Maybe he thought <laughs> it just looks like shit. And to be honest, it kind of does. If you ask me. Yeah, uh, not my style. So maybe he decided, no, that looks like crap. Uh, I'd like a different paint job. So I'm just going to wreck this with some black spray paint. Or you mentioned it's a crap neighborhood. Based on the reporting there, it sounds like the family is already considering moving for, number, or for reasons X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Maybe you just create a reason like this. You cash in to what you're hoping is tens of thousands of dollars or at least a few thousand dollars and you skip town with a little bit of cash in your pocket.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, I would say maybe Mexicans did it, but it's not really their jam to blame it on Nazis.
0: Yeah, I I would think they'd have a little pride in it. They would say Feliz Navidad, (laughs) (laughs) N-word. Yeah. They would not not handle it this way.
1: Oh, it's 56% Hispanic.
0: Wow. uh, Okay.
1: 18% white. 10% Well, 10% this, 2 plus Hispanic and then it's, it's like 6% black.
0: 2 plus Hispanic? Does that mean multiracial or does that mean multiple that kinds multi, of Hispanic?
1: It must be multiracial. Okay. And then some Asians.
0: Well, lastly, if it's that small of a white population, they should just ask every white person in town. Hey, was it you? The no Three white
1: people. Yeah. And they'd be like, no, I'm way too addicted to math to do this. <laughs>
0: That's, yeah. the, the, the lines are way too straight. I would never be able to to handle that artistically,
1: I don't know. Maybe you're really good at drawing lines when your own on
0: meth. I don't know. I can't. I can't say from experience. I've never tried meth-fueled artwork. Admittedly,
1: you should. You should do it.
0: But uh, local, I, I'm a, I'm a father with responsibilities now. My meth your opportunities meth days are, are over. They're behind me. <laughs> local news in Chicago reports that a woman is responsible for a string of storefront, apartment, and public property vandalism in the city's north side. Mariana sure? Lynch. Well, that's what the reporting says. I'm sure we'll see how beautiful Mariana Lynch is very shortly. Mariana Lynch has been charged with six felonies and four misdemeanors after arrest on Thursday, December 28th. Witnesses tell police this person defaced buildings with a marker. Sounds like a Sharpie. Specifically, this person drew a swastika and other figures on windows and building walls. One of those buildings was a Jewish elementary school. Arresting officers recognized Lynch from a bulletin about a similar defacement that took place the day before at a different Jewish school. A responding officer said the graffiti included a website address and the hammer and sickle symbol that is <coughs> consistent and or commonly associated with uh, communism. Upon arrest, Lynch claimed to police to be a victim of personal persecution by the Jews. Now, I don't know if this person is uh, if this person actually hates the Jews or not. Maybe this person does. That's not really the hoax. The hoax that I'm alleging is that this person is a woman, as we can see in the mugshot here. That is the hoax. Also looks like the mustache was drawn on with the Sharpie, by the way, or maybe not. It's a little faint, maybe a pencil. According to the police report, Lynch is mentally ill and takes some form of prescription medication. I'm sure that's entirely unrelated to any gender delusions this person may have. This looks like a bad David Koresh Halloween costume.
1: Terrible.
0: But also tranny because David Koresh, you know, wasn't. But (laughs) (laughs) anyway, I, yeah, uh, Mariana Lynch. And if that is a woman, I'm, I feel terrible for her. That's very unfortunate. But I have a hard time believing that it is. Anyway, any commentary you have on Miss Lynch?
1: This is a mental health thing. She just got crazy in the eyes. Something like that.
0: Okay, well, we can get to uh, our interview with Stephen Ignoramus then. This is a follow-up to a prior hoax hate case, or at least quasi-hoax. But Stephen Ignoramus is a fellow streamer who's listened to the show for... For a while, several years. In fact, if you listen to the old Wednesday call in show, I think we played it on a Sunday. I can't remember. But Stephen made a song about the Wednesday call in show a few years ago. That was great. I should have dug it up and played it again. But when the Rob Smith Amfest encounter went viral a few weeks ago, I learned it was Stephen who actually filmed the footage so I figure it would be good to have Steven on to explain the other side of that yeah. story. Are you guys actually violent white supremacists or what happened here?
1: <laughs>
0: how Rob Smith didn't really seem threatened in the moment as he claimed on CNN, how all of that came to be. The segment with Steven is about 15 minutes. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. welcome back i am pleased to be joined by friend of the show Stephen ignoramus steven does his own streaming over at rumble.com slash ignoramus and most recently steven is the guy who captured the footage of rob smith getting heckled at amfest just before christmas i believe the technical term is groiped would you characterize it that way
3: it was a griping absolutely okay. yeah it was uh first time for the first time in real life groping. um bunch of young strapping white uh christian men uh were definitely heckling it was an altercation it was a it was a confrontation and it was uh going viral's crazy man it's my second time doing it first time was a streaming inside the capitol at january 6 and this was uh you know was an absolute crazy thunderstorm of you know hate and whatever else it was really fun so yeah i was the guy that captured the primary source
0: documents on, okay uh, on and i had an emailer yeah. tip me off to that too and for people who don't know i mean steven and i have known each other for a little while i went on his show back in 2020 uh and and of course i'll never forget too you sent us the uh the wednesday call-in show song
3: wow way back Deep when too. lore yes
0: yeah. <laughs> uh so as soon as the emailer told me that it was that it was you who had captured that, it's like, well, man, I got to I got to see what Stephen thinks about this. I want to catch our, our the audience up quickly because we talked about this in a hoax hate segment a couple of weeks ago. And I know that like the incident itself is not a hoax, but the hoaxy element is the characterization after the fact. So yes. you guys are all at AmFest and you'll catch us up on how this confrontation came to be. But Rob Smith is walking through. We can clearly hear in the video that you captured there's. F slur chanting. All right. Uh, But, but Rob Smith then goes uh, to Twitter and he says that you guys were actually chanting that plus the N word. You don't, you're white supremacists who don't like gays and blacks. You're chanting the N word and the F word. And then he goes on CNN to condemn white supremacism among conservatives. And he also says he could have been killed by this unruly mob. I don't know if you were personally going to murder him or if you saw anyone who (laughs) did But that's the CNN version of the story, and I want to get your side of the story.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, just, you know, it it was not a Turning Point USA event. It was the weekend of, uh, of America Fest, but it was actually an organization called Republicans for National Renewal. So it was kind of like an after party um something like that so we were at this place and for what i remember i think i was the actually the person that that realized rob smith was there so i'm it might have been like a group of us but i went up to get a drink and i saw rob smith uh standing there and i kind of like took it to the (laughs) groypers um and i'm you know i'm gonna be 36 in a month and i'm ancient for a, for a groiper, you know, these kids are, you know, some of them are 16 or whatever. So, you know, basically they, you know, do this thing where we're busting out our phones and recording them. And this one guy went up and basically started heckling him. He, the, the first interaction was not screaming or anything, else, stuff like that. Um, I don't know if people are familiar with the Groiper war back in 2019, where people were basically asking questions of yeah. Charlie Kirk and, and turning point USA. He's a, a brand ambassador. Pastor, I believe Rob Smith is of Turning Point, asking things like, why is gay stuff in the Christian conservative movement? So the first interaction was not like, you know, anything other than asking questions with cameras in this guy's face. So the reason is, that when I, you
0: say heckling, that's yeah. what you're saying is he went up and started Asking questions, recording him.
3: Yeah, I would say the fir- heckling to me is like it, it's some it, it, it denotes some sort of volume and some sort of like shaming and mocking. That's not what happened from the get go. What happened was like, hey, Rob Smith, why are you here? Like, why do you like dudes butts? Like stuff like that. Okay. And it wasn't like a All crazy. Right, so- OK, so and, and what this is like was, a,
0: this is some sort of social event, like some everybody's yeah, getting drinks yeah. or something like that. Okay. Yeah, it's so like some, an open
3: bar like yeah, some
0: low grade rudeness was taking place. It'd be fair to say.
3: Absolutely. Okay. I'll definitely concede that. And All then right. so what happened was is Rob Smith, as soon as he was approached, he makes a beeline right out of the bar. Okay, so he he leaves the bar, goes all the way out. He almost leaves the property, and then we're just laughing. You were like, you know, um, he's a homo, whatever. And um, then he walks all the way back in with his camera out, ah. and that's the at the the point at which the viral clip happened. So he let walked all the way out, walked all the way back in, and then the crowd. And if you look at the video, this guy's smiling. I, I just call it a uh, like a basically pro wrestling moment. He's smiling. Everyone in the clip is smiling. You know, we're chanting gay sex. He says Nick Fuentes likes gay sex. Right, we're, yeah. you know, then the F slur. People have seen the clip or whatever, but, you know, the, the whole notion that he was in some sort of danger. Now, Rob Smith is like a jacked former military guy. I mean, he's kind of short, but he totally could beat most of the people there up you know and he was just smiling no one yelled the n-word or anything maybe we should have that's a joke (laughs) um you know but like it was a total like pro wrestling ham it up moment and obviously you know he goes to cnn but it was just uh it was like banter and good fun i'll concede that it was heckling that it was uh that he was maybe bothered or annoyed but the idea that he was under in in any sort of danger is ridiculous.
0: It does. The footage does come off that way. It comes off like, granted they're chanting the F slur at him. There's, Mm -hmm. there's an inherent unkindness to that. I get it. I'm not saying that it's like good to go up to people and just start, you know, uh, uh, insulting them in such a way, but it certainly comes off like, Oh, I, these are kind of my ideological opponents I'm going to jab at them with the Nick Fuentes gay sex thing, and they're going to jab back at me and we're going to all kind of laugh about it. That's really how it comes off. And all of a sudden it became this death threat thing. Like you guys were were going to to jump him and kill him, which is weird because he just walked away on his own terms, it appears. Uh, Did anybody follow him after that or was there anything after the video?
3: Well, I mean, I like I. I saw one guy that is could be like characterized as far right. Kind of walk off with him, but it was like he was just like talking to him. It, there was no, and I. It seemed like he was trying to kind of keep make sure that he was either safe or you know he's just like he kind of had his arm on his back or whatever. And this one guy, um, Jr. Majewski, who's not a Groyp or anything like that. He's involved with a. Uh, republicans for national renewal i believe he lied about this then he said that he like rushed in to protect rob smith and that didn't really happen either um and you know the the truth is is that every single person there in that circle of guys that i was in and rob smith every person there knew we were going viral and we were happy about it including rob smith obviously so again pro wrestling moment total i mean i you know i i Hopefully I win your hydroponic setup Where for my nickname, Scammy Gavis Jr. That's right. um, I was I proud of that. that.
0: <laughs> well, now I that you've said you that. hope, I ha- that now it's a conflict of interest. If I come out it's and right. say, oh. Stephen wins, they're going to be like, oh, he was rigged. Uh, but That's yeah, right. no, well, I won't forget we'll get Scammy get Gavis. Is that a, a Stephen Ignoramus original or did you steal it? That is that? an original, That's absolutely. One. That one definitely <laughs> got me laughing. Okay, so just so I'm double, triple clear. Uh, you didn't hear anybody say the n-word, and you didn't hear any threats of physical violence, or see anyone absolutely, attempt to commit. Absolutely so, not. Yeah. You, you, as far as why he would do this, why he would run to CNN and say those things, uh, I mean, I, I know I'm asking you to guess his motive, but do you think it's just for self-promotion, or is there some other reason?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's just, he's just a grifter and he knows that his days, I mean, I, you know, from a broader standpoint, I think that the true Christian right, especially the young right is basically inevitable in the conservative scene. And I know, I think people like that, they know that their days are numbered in this movement. It's going to come a day. It might be in 10, 15 years where like gays are not allowed in the conservative movement. Um, so I think maybe he's trying to milk it, you know, for what it is. And he's just a liar, man. He's always kind of been a liar. I mean, he went, um, I think he rose to fame where he protested. Don't ask, don't tell under Obama. He met with Obama. So hmm. he's always been kind of a liberal grifter. Well, that's um, yeah. so
0: strange too. Cause it's like, if you want to take issue, if you want to dispute what you just said, like, no, I think that there should be a space for gay people in this ideology. I mean, that's fine. Make that point. Instead, it was no, no, they tried to kill me because I'm black. Uh, Why? Why? If you want to have the discussion on the issue, which, frankly, it sounds like the Groypers here invited by heckling him on, you know, uh, with an accusation of not an accusation of an observation of the homosexuality. (laughs) uh if you right. want to have the debate on those terms that was invited but now we're going to deflect into some sort of like racial violence issue which doesn't yeah. seem like it's part of it at all right
3: yeah and and that's you know they try to do that with uh with the you know so-called far right or the Nick Fuentes fans you know say that they hate black people or whatever but the truth is that there are black greypers i've met several of them um some of them are very well connected at the top of that so-called organization it's not really an organization but there's black people um, in that movement, um, there's just not gays because it's a Christian movement and Christianity is anti-gay. And that just is what it is. It doesn't mean anything violent. It doesn't mean anything other than what the Bible says and what the church teaches. Depends so, on the church um, these days, but I take yeah, your of point. Of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and but we, you know we want to get rid of them too. We want to get rid of these fake Christians and these uh, these people that are not obeying what the Word of God says. So so them too is what I have to say about that. All the you know the feminists, the gays, anyone that opposes you know God's truth, I don't want them to be welcome in a Christian movement. So, um, I you know I think that that's a it's a. Shame needs to be brought back. I've Jesus, been calling it's, June. It's,
0: you're filling the blonde box too aggressively. <laughs> Where's <laughs> hey, your blonde wig?
3: Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you available for
0: when she gives birth in a week or two? <laughs>
3: yes, it. I would love to I'll host anytime, time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've been calling June shame month. I mean, I think okay. that's, a, that's a better name for it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I kind of stand by um, that trend in um, among, with the right wing. So I think it's a good a good sign.
0: All right. Uh, The only other thing I wanted to ask you about before we uh, let you go is uh, I'm sure you're aware that uh, because of this, Rob Smith has become a euphemism or a synonym Mm. for N word, F word, which is what he he said you said. But I guess it was half of that. Uh, Your thoughts on. Rob Smith behaving like a Rob Smith, I guess is the yeah. way Yeah, <laughs> I, th-
3: I think it's hilarious. I love, you know, I just love meme culture and not just, you know, in terms of, you know, making a meme, but I like the self-referential thing. I like how, you know, we're kind of in a big, we're in a saga right now. I've, uh, I've stopped watching fiction TV and fiction movies because this, this story is more compelling than any fiction out there, but it's just the cast of characters. It's like game of Thrones. And I just like how it's all self-referential saw that it was a, a, a sign at a wrestling event that's what it looks like i'm said, trying
0: to yeah. understand what the image is here i can't zoom it in much more than that but it yeah. looks like not
3: being a rob smith i think it it's. it said
0: it says what a rob smith this one does <laughs> i don't know who the rob smith is in this uh, particular event but someone was being one it looks yes
3: like. <laughs> i love it man
0: anyway all right well well thank you for uh bringing your side of the story to what happened here oh my only my last question has rob smith reached out to you at all or anybody else who was there
3: no that's a part of the that's a definitely part of the story because i was the first one to post it on twitter so yeah a couple holes that i didn't fill on that one is i posted it to my twitter and i said it like rob smith getting mocked for being gay clearly a sin that was the uh the the post and it got scrubbed off of my main page I and mean, I could still find the tweet cuz I had the had the link but it was no longer on my Twitter timeline for mm whatever reason, he clipped the video, posted it on his, and they showed it on CNN and no one ever gave me credit or no one ever reached out or oh, anything wow. like that. I would talk to Rob Smith. Yeah. I mean, and I would treat him fairly. I mean, there's something, you know, we're caught in the moment, we're caught in the group, but if I talked to him, I'd have a rational conversation with the guy, but no one's, no one's reached out. And also he has deleted a lot of the tweets about this and he hasn't posted in, I think a week or something like hmm. that. So he's gone into, you know, just Jussie Smollett hiding mode. Um, So we'll see what happens.
0: I think when he went on CNN, he explicitly said something like, this is not a Jussie Smollett. I'm definitely not that. Mm. And that's exactly what we were talking about when we talked about this story. Uh, I, I could understand how someone would take issue with your stance on homosexuality. Rob Smith included. I also fully understand that anyone who wants to challenge those views is welcome to do that with you. Rob Smith included. I know that if, if there was to be a conversation on this issue, that it's one party that's going to refuse that conversation. So, you know, I, I, I think that that is, um, that's a significant fact in this case. So the, if, if he was willing to, to talk to you guys and challenge you on those terms, Hey, man, I got a lot of respect for that. To run away to CNN and mischaracterize what you've said, uh, that's harder yeah. to respect, for sure.
3: Uh, yeah, just to, just to piggyback on that to answer your question a little more uh, succinctly is the reason they don't engage is because they would lose. They would lose the debate. They would lose the argument. Um, if he's trying to make the case that 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 type of behavior belongs in a Christian movement, I mean, it's almost – I would debate it to, you know, uh embarrass the guy and show him how wrong he is, but it's just it's kind of on its face a priori just just it's not going to work cuz it's anti-Christian values. He would lose. So they have to lie, they have to do their whole racist thing. It's same stuff you've covered on your show for years, man. They, they just will lie or make up stuff, and that's what it is. And that's
0: what gets me about this story. It's like there's, yeah. there's plenty to debate here if you want. There is a valid disagreement here to discuss. Instead, it has to be this made-up nonsense about a racist death threat or something. <laughs> Whatever. All right. But it's definitely not Jossie Smollett. Definitely not that. Nope. Anyway, uh, that's our guest, Stephen Ignoramus. Find his streams at rumble.com slash ignoramus. Follow him on Twitter at J.R. Normus. I'll link both of those in the description. Stephen, is there anywhere else you'd like to direct people to find you?
3: that's about it rumble like you said uh, ignoramus on rumble but yeah my youtube days are probably probably numbered so i'm just can, trying to grow that before i get the whole the whole uh axe get the whole guillotine over there so rumble's fine man thanks for my, having me
0: my youtube days are numbered after what you've had to say in this segment but i, I appreciate your contribution nonetheless thanks a lot for joining man Thanks again to our guest Stephen Ignoramus. Find his Rumble channel and Twitter account linked in the description. Stephen and I also recorded a segment for his channel as well. Uh, I believe he'll be posting that soon, and I will post the audio of that uh, discussion on our, on our audio feeds as well. So look out for that this week. I was halfway thinking I'd come back and you would be gone at the hospital already.
1: I muted the mic. Did you hear all that? No, no.
0: I made. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't hear anything. Uh,
1: oh, good. It, it's been rough. I yeah. had a quick cry. Everything's all
0: right. And I make sure, <laughs> of course, like it would be a, a professional negligence were I to leave blonde on a hot mic during an unattended segment at my desk. I would never do that. Bro,
1: I'm I'm going to go radical feminist. Right before we started the show, I was having some contractions and Skag was like, you know, you, you can't be doing that during the show. I'm like, this isn't
0: about you. (laughs) That is not at all how it was said. (laughs) What are you talking about? I said, if you need to just mute the mic, because are you going to force me to do an impression of what it sounded like?
1: Yeah, do
0: it. No, it's going to sound pornographic. Actually, you (laughs) you called my bluff. I'm not going to make the sounds that you made.
1: (laughs) I don't know what to tell you They're They're deep groaning noises. I'm in hell. I want this to be over (laughs) so much.
0: Okay. Well, (sighs) I would love to continue that discussion, but I don't want to delay the discussion of the movie. I can't wait. I've never been more excited excited. to discuss a movie in the history of the bit. In a world of movie
3: references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review.
0: Tonight's movie is the 1998 Edward Norton hate drama, American History X, in which a black guy kills a white guy's dad, so he becomes a neo-Nazi and kills two black guys, but then befriends black guys in prison, so he saves his younger brother from hating black guys, until a black guy kills him, too. From movie picker Electric Ninja, Some people may prefer one half of Edward Norton's character arc over the other. You can choose for yourself. But a great movie, nonetheless. It is... And av- uh, a brutally violent story about race and hatred in America. Blonde may hate this movie. So I suggest she watch it in reverse. Lol. We also have excellent face swap AI <laughs> art. <laughs> I, I would say that this is about two years away from becoming an authentic <laughs> photograph. It's not far. So just uh, sit tight for a little bit. And I thought uh, actually my entire family agreed. This is a a hair option for you. This is surprisingly fitting. No, I've
1: got a lumpy big head. It wouldn't work. So this
0: is misleading. Okay.
1: No. Yeah. But it looks better than I would have expected.
0: Looks pretty good. Now, of course, we have uh, an AI face swap video as well.
1: I came in here to tell you
2: one thing. I am out. Out. And Danny is out, too. And if you come near my family again, I'm going to fucking kill you. Well, excuse me, but fuck you, Derek. You can't come barking threats at me. Look, you can do whatever you want, but Danny is a good kid. He's not some whiny pussy like
0: you. <laughs>
1: that's a good point. I was joking. That's actually, a, be...
0: that's actually our pre-show discussion. <laughs> that's exactly how it sounds when I'm telling you not to grunt uh, with yeah, your really. with your pregnancy groans.
1: Oh, man.
0: All right. Uh, Edward ad-
1: Furlong like hit the wall so bad. He's he the, the Terminator really kid.
0: Under. I didn't yeah, even realize Terminator until it was kid. over. And have you looked him up recently?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That so wall. Yeah.
0: Uh, that wall widened him out. He really splattered against it.
1: Well, it it was like a Haley Joel Osment situation where like they both grew up short and then became alcoholics and then got really fat. Hmm. So it's a real, it was a real. Well,
0: ride. we are all waiting for how this movie has fundamentally changed your worldview. And you have realized that uh, you need to change your ways before your kid or your sibling gets shot at school by a black guy just like I know, right just like uh, derek's
1: have you ever seen a movie that's like um feminist revenge porn you know
0: no but I could imagine such a thing
1: there are a lot of movies out there that are like uh you know the woman's husband beats her or whatever so she slowly tortures him you know this was like that with race it was it was the worst race baiting horseshit. That I've ever seen. If this was like a leftist wet dream about what racists, how racists actually behave. Like yeah. I know a lot of genuine racists in my life. I've never met anybody like any of these characters. They're mostly, you know, academics and stuff like that. I'm like, where are all these? Where are these KKK like slosher parties or what is that called?
0: There's like the punk rock show and the yeah, yeah.
1: Is that called sloshing? That doesn't seem right.
0: Mosh, like they had a, a Nazi Moshing. mosh. Day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> God, I feel so stupid now. Uh, yeah, no one like this exists. The whole thing was some fantasy where this racist guy humbles himself, but then he still gets what he deserves after he reforms his life. It was so stupid and egregious. Gets what violent. he deserves
0: because he was racist, right? That's what you mean. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah even though so it's like even though even if you try to reform yourself you know then uh, your brother's still going to get killed yeah that so, ending, uh, i got some stuff was, to say about that it was just so egregiously violent i just hate it i hate everyone involved in the making of this film right down to cameraman number seven and i implore all of you to google the director of this film and just look at his face just look at it look at it god I hope everybody involved in this movie dies or is dead already.
0: What about gets curb stomped?
1: Cool. Yeah. I hope you all get <laughs> curb stomped. Did you enjoy the curb stomping whatever. scene?
0: Did that do anything? No, for you? Th- this is
1: just, it's, it's like, this was like porn for leftists. Like, oh, this is what these fucking hip Republican neo-Nazi blooded yeah. This is what they want. It's like, uh, I, I don't even know what to say. I just, I just hated everything about this. Even from a cinematic perspective like i hated the black and white flashbacks it's like a movie for retards where they're like we have to totally change the cinematography so they know it's a flashback I like watching this, i'm one of those retards fucking retard i hate when they oh, mess I with the it. timeline <laughs> oh my god i hated it yeah. um zero out of five. can i give this a zero one out of five what? What
0: you, but, okay let me ask you this though was the entertainment factor there
1: only in so far as i knew what they were trying to do on a cultural level.
0: Were you howling laughing? Like I was,
1: I was laughing so hard. Even during the prison rape scene, I was laughing.
0: That was the funniest scene outside of the curb. (laughs) Stop me. Uh, Okay. Are you finished or did you have more?
1: I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what ways to say I'm not articulate enough to say all the ways that I hated this.
0: Not that I'm claiming to be articulate, but I have many ways and many things to say about this.
1: Okay, but as far as what I like
0: where I was trying to get your thoughts on, it was unintentionally hilarious.
1: It was really funny.
0: I mean, this is one of the funniest movies I've seen in some time. But I say that with acknowledgement. That it's not supposed to be making me laugh. But every single person is a stereotype. All the white yeah. people are trashy neo-Nazis. All yeah. the black people are criminals or basketball players or yeah, both, right. except for the one magical Negro who's the principal who's supposed to save everybody, but he doesn't stop the school shooting. No, there any. was
1: the washroom magical Negro.
0: Oh, him too. There were two. There was a duo. Yeah.
1: We got double but he magical a, Negro. He was a man. criminal, though.
0: So he counts in that box.
1: But he was he was so relatable.
0: (laughs) The Jewish guy, of course, is the propaganda master of the story.
1: Yeah.
0: Everyone is the worst possible caricature of their race in a movie that is lecturing me about not believing such things. So I'm simultaneously wildly entertained, but also hating the way that it's trying to propagandize me fairly obviously, which I'll get to in a moment. One thing I thought was hilarious, too, the the racial hate origin story of Derek where hello fellow kids Edward Norton comes out on the news well I just got finished up telling my dad how awesome my black teacher is but then a black guy killed him so now I yeah. hate n-words <laughs> and he's got his long hair and his backwards hat and he's almost 30 years old yeah. he doesn't have the skateboard hello
1: fellow kids yeah.
0: <laughs> it was so funny I, I, there's no way the movie producers were not chuckling like I was when they made it I, I oh, just yeah, I can't believe that they thought that would come off seriously
1: no they were laughing at us people fell for this so maybe it wasn't that funny
0: another thing that I can and maybe maybe it was different at the time too like maybe I know I saw this in high school which was like five was or six 97? years after it was it's 98 so okay. I saw it when I was like 18 and I'm sure my perception of it was different then than it is now one thing I can appreciate, but again, it's like this weird, underhanded, backhanded appreciation that is kind of hate, is that it's, it's actually completely correct on many points, but you're supposed to believe otherwise. Like every yeah. time there's one of these racist speeches that I'm supposed to think the speaker is bad, he's making a compelling case that seems almost inarguable.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: You have Derek giving the speech about illegal, illegal immigration before the store raid. The only thing wrong about that was he said there were only 2 million illegal immigrants. Okay. There's like at least (laughs) 15 times as many by now.
1: More than that. The
0: dinner conversation with Murray. Again, he's the non-stereotypical Jewish guy who propagandizes everyone. They're debating Rodney King and Derek concisely explains the problem, uh, within the black community that they're a product of their own choices, uh, not racist social forces, but there's a general cultural lack of responsibility,
1: And about turning on the video footage, like right after he had done something super illegal.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole thing was like, this is right. This is George Floyd. Like we're listening to a discussion of George Floyd right now. It's it's strikingly similar. Derek's dad in the flashback explains the problems with affirmative action and replacing classic literature with so-called black literature for the sake of diversity. And they were talking
1: about native son. I was like, this is so perfect.
0: Every question he raised has been realized today. Yeah. We are absolutely propagandized to value equal outcome in the way that he warned. Mm-hmm. DEI inclusion of, of of one thing obviously means the exclusion of something else. And that's what he was getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are filling important jobs, not with the most qualified, but with someone of the preferred race or sex or sexuality or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he at the end, he warns like, I don't know, I think there's something all behind this. How am I supposed to... N- am I supposed to not believe these days that there there's some nefarious force behind all of these destructive things that's going that are going on? The problem with this, what is all but prophecy in this movie is that it's the same problem with the comedy. I'm supposed to think the opposite. You're supposed to think that these views are bad and obviously correct, even though most of it has been completely realized. Now, the problem in the movie, too, is I'll get to here. Is every time they make an articulate, coherent, sensible point, they they. Act out with violence like, oh, here's a sensible point A and B and point C is I punch you in the face. Well, okay, that's a propaganda point in itself. So this brings me to what I hated about this movie. It's an anti-propaganda movie that is all propaganda. In fact, it's the most propagandistic anti-propaganda movie I've ever seen. It's probably not close. Because for all of the supposed truths that this movie demonstrates consider all the fundamentally untrue things that it insists that you accept number one if a racial minority attacks you well that's your fault actually two black guys breaking into Derek's car but he's the bad guy for taking out the trash in fact the break-in is arguably Derek's fault himself because he beat those black guys in basketball on racially hateful terms so he invited it Danny, his his brother's bad for his hate, too. Derek's bad for teaching it to him. So it's understandable why a black kid would kill him. In the end, as I'll get to Derek, is saying, what did I do? How have I done like a, a black guy just shot your your brother dead and you're saying yeah. it's your fault. OK.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you notice this is one thing my wife noticed? And I, I think it's um, consistent throughout the movie. Conservative or pro-America views are just Indistinguishable from neo Nazis. From Nazis,
1: they even have the flag, the American flag, like yeah. um, uh, it's kind of spliced with the Nazi flag. They're
0: always together. They'll have a swastika yeah. and the American flag side by side. Yeah, as though being pro America is inherently pro Hitler. Mm-hmm. And the message I think is clear: if you have pride for your country or your ancestors, you shouldn't. That's hate. Yeah, you're not, Doesn't matter. Yeah. As I mentioned just a minute ago, if you hold these views, you're going to become inherently violent. Don't you dare hold these forbidden views. Not only will you be indistinguishable from a Nazi, but you'll become uncontrollably violent, too. You'll be raping Mexican women down at the immigrant owned grocery store. You'll be beating her. Did they rape si- her? I don't know. It seemed like they were gonna, but then they just kind of poured stuff on her.
1: Yeah, I think they just poured salsa in her mouth. That's not that bad.
0: (laughs) You'll be beating your sister's ass over her leftist views, which some may consider to be an asset, I suppose. You're going to be yeeting black guys in your underwear on the street with remarkable precision, which, you know, I'm not. Derek probably took it a little too far. I'm saying his marksmanship was impeccable, (laughs) though.
1: The curb stomping was excessive. Everything outside of that, I was like. fine.
0: White people are actually the most dangerous, you know. Because only the white guys attack Derek in prison, and not only do they attack him, they attack him in the most humiliating way possible. They prison butt rape him. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the black prisoners respect Derek's basketball game, of course, so they leave his rectum untorn. Which fundamentally—that's the most
1: unrealistic part about all of this. uh, this White people winning in basketball.
0: That's the most preposterous point, and I'm glad that you hit on that because I, I thought the same thing. Uh, But again, the, the movie's telling you: remember, group judgments are bad; they're terrible. Unless the group is white people, then it's, you know, it kind of makes sense. It's justified.
1: Right. Also, all of these people are actually uh, the racial stereotypes that you're making them out to be, as is evidenced by a kid that really didn't do anything wrong, getting killed by a black kid.
0: And that's the problem, which, yeah, how I'm supposed to interpret the ending, I, I don't understand. I'll get to that next. But in the same way that the anti-propaganda movie is all propaganda, anti-stereotype movie is all stereotypes. I mentioned how everybody is a stereotype, but the worst of the stereotypes are actually the white people. Mm -hmm. You mentioned this. These neo even actual neo-nazis, they don't decorate their bedrooms unironically as trailer trash Hitler memorial sites. As though he was missing his swastika comforter and his Fuhrer beanie baby over in the corner. Yep, yeah. The, I, Nazi punk rock shows, okay, the most preposterous mm-hmm. premise in all of that is that California would allow such a thing to even exist without being raided by the authorities <laughs> immediately. Yep. White neo, these neo-Nazi guys, they don't weigh 400 pounds driving around singing some white power rendition of the Battle Hymn of the Republic. And then they're
1: super good at basketball too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they definitely don't violently raid small businesses, okay? W- forget lynching. Like, when's the last time you heard a of a, of a racist lynching in this country. It's decades back. When's the last time you heard of a racist curb stomping? Yeah. I don't even know if such a thing has really ever happened. And this, this rating a business thing. Okay. Data wise, that's a footlocker problem. It's not a problem of the local grocery store that's owned by some Korean guy or something like that. And if in addition to that point of if you hold these views, you'll become violent. Again, what's the propaganda point here? If you're a white person with any level of pride, you're a fat, poor, hateful, pathetic loser. That's that's what you are. Now, the ending. I don't even understand what the movie's trying to tell me about the ending. Again, you got yeah, Derek, yeah, Edward yeah. Norton's character, looking at his brother who's shot dead, saying, What did I do? Oh, oh what did I do? And it's like, what the fuck do you mean? What did you do? <laughs> A black guy just shot your brother dead and you're thinking this is your fault somehow, even though you've done the, the morally correct thing of reforming. And that's why I don't understand the movie's message. If it's telling me that it's wrong to judge black people as dangerous.
1: Then why? Yeah.
0: Then he did exactly that. Him and his brother reformed. They, they rejected that premise and they still got sh- his brother still got shot dead by a dangerous black guy. Yeah. And the only thing I could think is this was just a setup to a sequel that never worked out. It was going to be American history. X two. Derek is re radicalized after a black guy kills his family member. Again, he needed the lesson well, twice.
1: The only thing I could think of is sometimes in propaganda, if it becomes too obvious that it's propaganda, they have to give you a little piece of truth to make it seem legit. So that the propaganda kind of goes over more palatable.
0: I don't know. I mean, but the truth is, Danny, the younger brother, reading his paper posthumously about how hate is baggage and it's very bad, but he's dead. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. A little bit of hate might have helped you still be alive in this scenario. I, I don't you're de- How how can you say that hate again, this is not me advocating for hatred of people. I'm just saying the premise here that hate is baggage and it will ruin your life doesn't really hold when the opposite led to your death. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. So I don't even know what they mean by the ending. Maybe maybe that's the correct... Maybe that's the what the intent of the movie makers was. Your point on taking the edge off the propaganda a little bit. The, just some outright ridiculous premises that, that I'll close with. Derek dominates the black guys in basketball. Uh, I could believe that he beats them in a lot of basic life tasks, but not basketball. Not that. He did and beat know, them in he also
1: win in like a... Fried chicken making competition too. Like I was like, <laughs> grape what the soda fuck is this? chugging, purple yeah, drank chugging,
0: whatever. Uh, watermelon seed spitting. Did he beat the? <laughs> he did. Uh, as I mentioned, though, he did beat them in looting. So maybe it's not that preposterous. He has a lot of these true, skills.
1: True. True.
0: Why does? I know everybody loves the curb stomp scene or considers it iconic. Let's put it that way. Seriously speaking, I don't understand why the curb stomped guy assists the curds, the curb stomping at all if, if you're shot and you're bleeding out and someone tells you to bite the curb my reaction is no
1: go fuck yourself yes.
0: <laughs> you can shoot no, me I don't care I'm already shot. Shooting me, yeah. instead it's yes sir right away and he starts scraping his teeth on the concrete why yes, master. Yeah. why would he assist the curb stomping I know it creates Purp- for this scene for this
1: propaganda cre- purposes Duh.
0: and then I don't know my, my wife pushed back on this point you tell me because I know prison, there's a lot of butt rape that goes on in prison, okay? I, I, I get that. But I, why why is the Aryan Brotherhood disciplining Derek with butt rape? Like, why don't they just beat his ass? And maybe the point is that they're just fraudulent Nazis. That's why Derek doesn't like them. is because they make drug deals with Mexicans or whatever. They're insufficiently pure or something. But it just seems to me that if they were neo-Nazis devoted to a sense of purity in both behavior and in race, that like committing a butt rape for public viewing for the lols is pretty degenerate. Yeah. It just, I don't, if people have examples of these like neo-Nazi b- prison, butt rapes, <laughs> I should be careful what I wish for in my inbox. I'm just saying it just seemed, seemed exaggerated, but maybe I'm mistaken on prison culture. Maybe I need to be corrected. I just, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy that premise. It, yes, it's, right. it seemed ridiculous and over the top, but in the end you gave it a, you actually, so just to clarify, you, you're giving it a one, I guess, cause it, there is no zero. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I was conflicted. I ended up giving it a two wiki Aww. rating. It's definitely enough for me, dog. The reason I was conflicted is because in entertainment value, it's like a near five wiki. But then I thought about it and it's like well, I can't award a high score because it's trying to propagandize me into thinking that fundamentally true things are false and I'll become violent if I believe those things. <laughs> so I am obligated to assign a low Ooh. score but that's not cuz I I don't know that I've ever loved and hated watching a movie simultaneously so much as this one. Ooh, so it. it was so bad. It, it, it this was not like this one I can't put it at I can't award it a high score because it's trying to propagandize me, but I can't award it a low score or the lowest because I enjoyed watching it for the wrong reasons.
1: Yeah, but you're a connoisseur of cringe. So your your cringe. score is artificially, I almost said inseminated, <laughs> artificially inflated. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Oh. But that, that's what I'm giving it a two. That's how I'll, that's how I'll resolve that. Uh, as far as the audience reaction, it's really split. You have a quarter to a third of people giving it a three. You have a quarter of people giving it a one. You have a fifth of people giving it a four. And then there's like a sixth and a 10th of people giving it a two and a five. It's all over the place. There's no real consensus. Dude, if this.
1: you fell for this and you thought it was like a touching movie about race relations, you're retarded. I don't, I don't, I don't know how else to view this. Like, This was so transparently propaganda. You suck. Fuck you.
0: Yeah. Uh, Next week. uh, This is great because I just need I need to chill out a little bit after that one. Uh, Clint Eastwood, just bring me something. Oh, yeah. I need a palate cleanser. Unforgiven, which I don't know much about, but I gather it's it's uh, something like Clint Eastwood's sort of final Western. Something to that effect I saw. So that's great. I could use that. And so we'll watch that this week. The remaining nominations for January from listener Electric Ninja for your vote are Soylent Green, The Exorcist, Tommy Boy, Raising Arizona, Friday, The Elephant Man, or of course you can reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top rated movie instead. And as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do all of those things is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is Matt Okay. Well, that was fun. I hope it lived up to the expectations. We were talking before we went live and I guess the, the early review or audience score vote clarifies because I, I, we were trying to figure out like do people want us to watch this for sincere appreciation of this movie? Do people want us to Are watch trolling it trolling us yeah. trolling? Like what is the motive? And I'm sure there's kind of a little of all of those. Uh, but I, 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 I went into this. I remembered the basic premise in my head because again, my high school history teacher had us watch this, which now makes me question everything else he did because <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, dude,
1: show me on the doll where he touched you. Uh,
0: yeah, it's maybe not quite that bad, but, um, So I remember the basic premise, but my God, the, the degree and aggression of the propaganda, I knew it was going to be that, but I I really went in with an open mind for what it was presenting me. And I just, I couldn't get over the fact that I'm like, these people are saying totally reasonable things and then acting uncontrollably violently all of a sudden. And then I'm supposed to believe that I'm a bad guy. If I like even entertain the thoughts that they're describing when I can observe most of that in the world around me readily. And you'd have to be delusional or in denial not to see those things.
1: Yeah, totally. Yep.
0: Anyway, it was worth watching for sure. I'm glad we did. By the way, uh, I, I've, I know <laughs> I've seen it on the top 250 list too. Uh, where does it rank in the, in IMDb's top 250 movies? It's, it's gotta be fairly high. It's number 40, according to the audience vote. The 40th greatest movie ever made. American no. History X. Nope. <sighs>
1: wow. No. No. Uh
0: uh-uh. uh. All right. We uh let's catch up with our super chats. Over on mm-hmm. Rumble, Hottie Twerkman. Dementia Hitler was trending on X after Crooked Joe's Valley Forge speech. That's a that's a pretty good one. I can get with that. Dementia Hitler. Thank you, Hottie Twerkman. We're good on Odyssey. We're good on DLive. Ann, Mr. Nargis, thanks for supporting the show. Let's catch up on YouTube and Tippy. We left off with Holden Mulray. I have it ready to go if you need a second to grab it.
1: Hermitage Prepper. Uh, Matt and Dave Rubin made love many, wait, many times made love. Their passionate Dalian started when Matt signed on with Tenant Media. Rest in peace, Matt.
0: For all the rumors,
1: that's a big game,
0: man. All the rumors of what, what is going on at tenant? I can confirm. Uh, no, there <laughs> that's was, the
1: only one that's that's, true. that's the
0: only one that's untrue is there has been none of that.
1: Oh, oh, uh, and there won't untrue.
0: be. An, oh yeah. That's the only one. Sorry. sorry. Uh, there will be none of that. I can promise you that.
1: Mm. The lady doth protest too much. Maybe. Alan okay. Smithy. There will be lots of that. All right. All right. <laughs> Pennsylvanian here. Funny that the resident went to Valley Forge to stand on the ground of insurrectionists to pretend they were the good guys that time flipped off their VTL motor kid.
0: Well, I guess that is your patriotic duty at this point, although you're not a patriot, you're an insurrectionist. So your insurrectionist duty is to give him the finger, I suppose.
1: Yep. Long John John, happy new year to my favorite disingenuous faggot and blonde, blonde, hang in there. You're in the home stretch. Now you've done it before. So we all know you can do it a second. And hopefully a third and fourth time. We love you. You're very special. No, this is, I know people think that it's just because I'm pregnant and very uncomfortable, but like, this really is our last child. I'm not doing this again. Um,
0: We love you. You're very
1: special. That's all I want.
0: Thank you. not doing this again. We love, we love Long Dong John as well.
1: We do. do. Um, Boogeyman917, happy new year. Happy new year to you.
0: Happy new year, Boogeyman.
1: Das Pooch, happy new year to my two favorite YouTube faggots looking forward to the latest most batshit year of all time and hearing you two laugh along with us through it blonde hopefully it's tomorrow thank you yeah i i'm hoping tonight i'll i'll be pregnant in three weeks that's what's gonna happen
0: Uh, maybe we might have several more of these
1: when did your wife she was 38 and a half right
0: yeah it was just shy of term it might have been a week early well Well, i mean it depends on what your definition of term i meant like full term yeah
1: Ugh. Tortuga didn't get to watch live the last two shows as I was in church, so wanted to wish you both a happy new year and the best 2024 possible in the progressive empire. Um, we're just hoping for the laws I mean, I think we can assume that everything's gonna go to shit right.
0: <laughs> I, I, there's for all the bullshit, there's a certain level of creativity to it, and yeah. I look forward to learning the creativity, it's yeah. evil. It's wrong, it's morally despicable, but there is a lot of effort that goes into these ops, and so in that way, respect would be the wrong word, but there's a certain i don't know enjoyment would be the wrong word, too, but there's something about watching it. It's like, man no,
1: no, there's enjoyment it? Hmm. um you know it's like watching a spider weave its web. With I don't like
0: spiders, but they have there's some there's some art to it, yeah.
1: Yeah, some of this, some of these require uh, actual artistry. Some of the subversion. Um, Brie, I spent the weekend at the National Honeybee Expo. It was so refreshing to have a break from everything, politics, just chatting about bees. Everyone's getting a, non- everyone get a non political hobby.
0: That's true. It's a great way to maintain sanity. And if if you are consuming internet politics all day, every day, you will lose your mind. I definitely don't do that personally, and I wouldn't advise that anybody does. A beekeeper, Dude, another good Twitter. vocation you could adopt if you don't want to become corrupted.
1: That's true. I've heard that beekeeping is wildly fulfilling and interesting, and that mm-hmm. you get really emotionally attached to the bees.
0: Happy New Year, um, Brie, and Happy New Year, Tortuga, as well.
1: No, oh, Aggie Jet Pilot. Happy New Year. Twenty twenty three was a particularly rough year for me, so I'm glad to see it gone. Hopefully, this year is better. The bar set pretty damn low. Can, I'm can, sorry to hear that, buddy.
0: Can only go up. That's uh, you know, ob- obviously, if you've had a rough year, that that sucks and I hope it gets better, but there is some truth to that. I know it's cliche to say, but sometimes you got to sort of hit a bottom to realize what you're supposed to be doing in life. And when you do bottom out or you feel like you're at a low point, that's the product of the world. I think telling you in a number of ways, whatever you're doing that that's not it, you should go in a a different direction. Sometimes it's things that are completely out of your control, things like deaths or or something else that fundamentally Mm -hmm. reshapes your life. But I don't know. Uh, I think you got the right attitude is the point I'm making. Whenever the world is giving you directions, I try to be receptive to those and, and follow them. You heard directions. it here,
1: Eggy Jet Pilot. Whatever sad circumstance befell you this year, it is your fucking fault. 100%. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look in
1: Sparrow's. the mirror. You're
0: just like Derek from uh, American History X. It's all your hey, racist Speaking
1: fault. of Derek, did you see somebody on Twitter uh, post that Derek Lamont Jenkins GoFundMe? Darryl okay. Darryl oh that's right
0: what did Darryl, Darryl first of all Darryl's still alive so he's still alive but he had
1: some major health event and then um posted a GoFundMe
0: for it okay well you keep reading I'm gonna look up the Darryl Lamont Jenkins
1: Stephen Suarez thank you guys for at least being very generous to my girl last week yeah she was a real smoke show ah. but that movie sucked my balls.
0: thank you Stephen uh, <clears throat> you know it, it, we, we had some fun watches so I appreciate your contribution to uh, to the movie review bit. And thanks for sending us those Uh, fundraiser by Daryl Lamont Jenkins. A fighter is fighting on New Year's Day, 2024. Hold on. Hold on. Let me uh, get get this up on the screen.
1: I had a major cardiac event. Is that
0: what happened? I don't remember. Daryl Lamont Jenkins was admitted to a hospital in the New Jersey area. Three days later, he is still there. Doctors have removed several blood clots that are. Now concerned with his kidneys. Now, I would speculate that that has something to do with maybe a a certain injection he decided to consume. But uh, I know what it's like, Daryl. Deep vein thrombosis. DVT. Daryl has been fighting for the cause of civil rights in the United States for well over a quarter century, traveling all over the world with his own uh, on his own expense. I'm sure I'm sure it was all Daryl's own expense that (laughs) paid for this remarkably heavy ass to be shipped all around the country. I'm sure it was Daryl's own expense. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's all it says. Blood clots, hospitalized, something to do with his kidneys. $14,000, almost $15,000 raised. I am hugely impressed that he has made it. For people who don't know, this guy followed us around, more like waddled around pursuing us at the Cleveland Republican National Convention in 2016, ostensibly spying on us because he viewed us as Nazis or something, and then confirmed, And then eventually I confronted him because he kept following us around. He accused me of being a white supremacist and said he was going to fuck up my life. Mm. And I laughed at his stupid fat face. And that was it. He never fucked up my life. But there's video evidence of all of this way back when.
1: Yeah, he really never did. This was, that was eight years ago?
0: Yeah, seven and a half. Yeah.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah. He's, you know, he's fatter now.
1: How is he still alive? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's the question how do we get on daryl lamont we got from derek to daryl lamont jenkins
1: i don't i just that just jogged my memory i saw it on twitter um oh brandon wilkes the jumping jogger jostle great story
0: compelling hey
1: and rich. it is a great story compelling and rich I, I i can't believe that guy still left uh jostled the judge a true story the clip was seriously a visual metaphor for the state of our republic complete with american flag not to skew <laughs> <laughs> wait wait wait.
0: The, uh, the the visual of Biden's speech, that's what we're talking about? No,
1: no, this uh this jumping jogger.
0: Oh, 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 oh. The I uh, sorry. Okay, now I understand. I didn't have the text in front of me. Like uh, the, the curb mat. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, just we have the 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 trampoline jump over Maybe. the the I guess you'd call it a desk or whatever. That's like the 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 leap or the jump over justice to the toppling of the country,
1: mm. which
0: is the the American flag being tipped aside. You're right. There is a lot of metaphorical value in that, in addition to sort of a literal demonstration of what's wrong with the country right now. Um, but it, it just like Biden falling up the stairs. That's my favorite metaphor of his entire presidency: falling up the stairs to Air Force One. There's a lot of metaphorical value in this one too. I
1: agree. Arc. Build your bunkers, folks. 24 is going to pop off. Far too many ignorant people on all sides for us reasonable folks to not get caught up in the whirlwind. Trump wins. Cities burn. Biden wins. Cities burn. There's no win here.
0: Yeah. <sighs> uh, popcorn and ammunition. Stock your pantries and enjoy the show. Fuck around and find out.
1: Totally. Citizen 7. Always remember January 6th protest didn't get violent until Capitol Police tossed two stun grenades into a crowd and started pepper spraying them. You're the reason it got violent. It was total setup. Well, we know
0: it has. It it has worked out with remarkable convenience for a particular political agenda. There's no denying that.
1: Oh, esoteric, unbound, blonde. What is wrong with these people? Me, I swear this woman gets hotter every week that she stays pregnant. This is such a gross life event. (laughs) Like, I I get some weirdos in my DMs, and people, oh, are you horny? Are you horny because you're pregnant? I'm like, no, that doesn't (laughs) happen to anybody. I'm so fat and gross, you must be out of your mind. What is wrong with these people?
0: I don't get Henry. those messages. I wouldn't know. That's disgusting.
1: Glowing McFed face. <laughs> how do you know that the Holocaust is a lie and Hitler did not? Oh God. Wrong? Okay. Um Also, how can you win a race war without <laughs> drilling the third hole in your lever? What does that mean?
0: Uh what it means is uh he, we have to get him clear fed, answers.
1: fed fed fed
0: fed. That's what it means is he is indeed Glowy McFedface. What he's asking for is uh, instructions on how to manufacture an unregistered machine gun. Oh, and, well I didn't know that get, when I read it. So. Get Vicky Weaverd <laughs> is what he's asking for.
1: So okay, I'm Glowy McFedface. I didn't know. Uh two dogs Mike D. Um pan gender means you'll take what you can get totally.
0: Uh, yeah, maybe I was, Um, when I was younger, um, that was one thing that I, I, when I was an idiot leftist at college, I had two opinions that triggered my other leftist friends. Number one, I didn't think it was racist to have racial dating preferences.
1: That triggered people.
0: Um, yeah, that made people mad. Like you're supposed to, you can't prefer white chicks or black chicks or something like that. And then my other opinion was I thought um, bisexuality wasn't real and it was just an excuse for promiscuity. And that was offensive. But that this is kind of the same logic. Well, that... in
1: men, it's an excuse for homosexuality or to cover their homosexuality. In women, it's an excuse for promiscuity. Okay,
0: so maybe I could have clarified. But yeah, pan-gender just means like, uh, is it really what you like or just what you're willing to accept?
1: Literally, yeah. in yeah. your butt. <laughs> what you're willing to accept in the book. Yeah. Alex, the goat uh, Biden's pre-election promise to cure cancer if elected. How is that coming along? I haven't heard anything.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I forgot about that one.
1: I think we still have cancer, right? Uh,
0: maybe, maybe instead of like this uh, destructive, deceptive hoax type stuff that they've done with a lot of their propaganda, maybe the propaganda this time will be positive. It'll be like rainbow propaganda. I don't mean gay. I mean like unicorns and happy, Sparkly propaganda where the propaganda is that they cured cancer, that they will make everyone believe that they did it. Even if they didn't, they, they had, they've cured cancer. It's just that your grandma can't get in to get the treatment just yet, but they've done it. Totally. She's
1: too racist.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Like your particular grandmother, uh, racy the American history acts based on Frank Minx autobiography called diary of a recovering skinhead. He's an anti-racist speaker now.
0: Um, I need to look into this guy cause he seems like, well, I need to know. Did did you have the shower experience? Was that yeah, true? Really. Yeah. Or did they write that one in? I I, I got to look this guy up because I'd be curious to know what parts of his life are true to this story. I'm going to guess very little. Not, Probably, I,
1: yeah.
0: I'm sure they found a guy who was racist and committed crimes and changed his ways. Something like that. <sighs> but am I supposed to believe that like some gifted <laughs> basketball player from the LA hood uh, that all that every aspect of that story is real not that i'm saying you're making that claim ray i uh, will have to look this person up but i just have a hard time believe like even 50, believing even 50% of that story is true yeah so i'd be curious to learn
1: Long down john why would you make a special exemption for the no high paid last name of diego fago and natalie caniga Got married and <laughs> named their first son Jesse Fago Caniga. I'm in.
0: Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's an exemption.
1: That's an exemption. Faux show. back. George Washington's insurrection was different because he wasn't the sitting president when he led it and revolutionaries didn't have guns in their
0: cars. Oh, I, I, yes. Okay, I understand. Got it. Yeah. it was, uh, yeah, that's what makes January 6th worse.
1: Chris Gard says, Matt, you were amazing in Dodgeball. Blonde agrees. He thinks you look like this actor in Dodgeball.
0: I actually did see that DM. I forgot to get back to you, Chris. So I will DM you later. Um, that is a, I'm not trying to like protect some image of beauty or something. I You're think, better looking than that guy, I think though. that's a, a pretty far stretch. I, he said it
1: to me. I was like, don't send this to Matt.
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> don't that, it. I think that one is... yeah i don't know Uh, i don't know about that look can can i get him up on the screen just so the audience can evaluate what's the character's name in dodgeball i don't remember does uh well let me find let me see if i can find it i don't it's been so long since i've seen that movie the character he thinks i look like oh what the hell character is it Uh, i don't know keep keep reading i'll see if i can find it oh it's it's owen ditman let me get a picture thrilling listening i know but stand by should i keep reading let me get a picture of this up so that people he thinks i look like this guy (sighs) i want to let me i'm so great at internetting this is this is fantastic okay i swear to god i'm almost done that's the guy he he thinks i look like this guy hold on shut up shut up jeopardy music (laughs) i think that's a pretty far stretch but Uh. it's not like it's not insane i guess it's not like i don't know it's not the furthest stretch you could imagine but i don't i don't think i look a lot like this person uh i guess you don't have the image but i have it on screen if you look at owen ditman but anyway oh yeah all right sorry (laughs) oh I have uh, rumble ready to go addicted to drums says dirt rooster 628 great beekeeper channel on YouTube there you go if you're interested in beekeeping thank you addicted to drums appreciate that where did we oh Chris guards where we left off right Uh, and moist farts says what's up my canigas I got to be so careful with this sorry you uh
1: you missed hold sorry
0: oh uh Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll come back down to that. Thank you. I fi- If I find a basketball American that is not impulsive or prone to violence and do laundry with him, I'll stop being racist. I'd have a better chance of successfully playing gotcha nose with blonde. You suck. Fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> All right, I'll give you the sound. Thank you, Moist Farts. Appreciate it. You suck, fuck you. You're right. It was the laundry that changed his mind, though, not the basketball or maybe a combination of both. Uh, Holden Mulray, Matt, kudos on the pivot to Tenet. New endeavors keep our brains plastic and achieve better versions of ourselves. In your case, one could call it diversification via tenant or DVT. That reminds me. Thank you for keeping the DVT jokes alive. I appreciate that. Deep vein thrombosis. DVT you want an update on that i still i have only just under two more months of bullshit blood thinners until they finally test my blood and tell me what the hell caused that but i'm nearing the end in march i get to go in and find out oh my god definitely not a k word <laughs> Jeez. okay i swear if you keep talking shit about my friend ray oh I, sorry i swear to keep talking shit oh yeah start over third time's the charm I swear if you keep talking shit about my friend, Ray. What? Whatever. He says he's going to send all. Sorry, I think the, the he's phrasing, talking about Ray Epps. Yeah, he's talking about Ray Epps and says, I'll send all of my FBI friends to make your life difficult. Don't try me. I have a very large penis and women love you. Love me. <laughs> well, congratulations. I'm glad to hear it. Congratulations, but anti-socialist grunt. Look up Harry Dunn bid for congressional seat. He's a former Capitol policeman who's not running. Talk about surprise cringe. I remember Harry Dunn, number one, because he has the same name as Harry Dunn in Dumb and Dumber, which is hilarious. And number two, he's the Capitol Police officer that went to Congress and claimed to have been called the N-word repeatedly. He's the Rob Smith of the Capitol Police Department. He said that he was, they chanted the N word at him repeatedly. And there was no video evidence of that ever produced despite there being a camera on every person at all times of that day. Harry Dunn, esoterica unbound back in the day. Crazy people had to claim to be victims of CIA harassment. Now that gender dementia is a socially supported form of mental illness. It's no surprise that trans shooters are a thing. Yeah. Maybe that's part of it. I, I maybe you've correctly diagnosed the, uh, the problem here. Okay, I had to refresh. Where did oh, I? Here's re- the last
1: one? Esoteric Unbound.
0: Yeah, then we got uh, Stephen Ingramus.
1: Um, thanks so much for having me on, and thanks for what you do. God bless you both. They can cancel me and throw me in jail, but they can never take my Rob Smith moment and my Hang Mike Pence Clint for from January sixth. Much love. We love you. <laughs> I
0: didn't know you had a video on. We love Maya you. You're too. very my special. God. Thank you, uh, Stephen. But did you know one thing? I learned in talking to Stephen, I didn't. He he went to. Jail for a January 6th trespassing charge. And we talk about this in the segment I recorded for his channel, but they had him do three weekends of jail. He was mm. it wasn't like weekends out, it was weekends in. He had to go that to jail there? on Saturdays and Sundays for three weeks. Maybe Fridays too, I can't remember, but
1: Not really weird. He yeah. must have been a huge threat to society then. Clearly. Long on John. Matt, I am glad to see your news resolution to get a hit piece. Excellent start by saying Kaniga a bunch of times, but that tattoo artist did your new chest swats- Kaniga backwards. Going to have to get that fixed. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I should get a backwards Ka-niga. tattoo. <laughs> Make sure we pronounce it correctly. Thank Ka-niga. you.
1: Ka-niga. I got to reload and mute the stream.
0: Really Slosher says, have you, uh, have either of you seen a time to kill? reminds me a bit of this movie i loved it as a kid and now hate it i have not seen that movie i don't know anything about it so i would i have to have to check it out but um but thank you Slosher. appreciate it dangerous spaces says happy new year guys everybody go check out matt's new show on the tenant uh youtube and rumble channel wednesdays nine eastern on which uh Tim is a producer, not that he has any particular interest in that promotion, I suppose. Uh, number three, miss talking to you every month, Blonde. Hope the baby arrives soon. You can also check out the Matt Christensen Hour uh, over on my, uh, on my web uh, page, website, the place where all my stuff is, mattchristensenmedia.com slash Gay. Either or. We'll get you to the new show if you want to check that out. Uh, blonde's, blonde gave it a thumbs up for those of the people who are listening to the show rather than watching. Russell Dofran, Thank you Uh, Dangerous Spaces Continuing to offer my support In the new year And if you thought 2020 was bad 2024 is going to be A banger Best Yeah no doubt Uh, It is going to It'd be wildly entertaining To see how this unfolds Also terrifying Jerry Smith I tried logging into The Hangouts page Of the website uh, With the password matsgay 69 Surprisingly Didn't work Well I, I guess I could Activate that passcode
2: You're acting queer
0: Injured guardian, thank you, Jerry. To the what? What is this? What is this word? Is this is this a fancy word for beekeeper? Eight. How do I pronounce it? Uh, if you Google it, it it literally says that a- apiarist, apiarist, apiarist is a fancy word for a beekeeper. I don't know how to pronounce it though. Please do not utilize azaleas for honey. I know you probably hear it all the time, but it's obligatory. That being established, bees are important, so stay at it. Thank you, injured guardian, and thank you for expanding my vocabulary as well. Ray C., he didn't get it in the butt, but it's based off his book. He's a Philly guy. You can find clips of Frank Mink, I guess. M-E-E-I-N-K. Yeah, I'm going to have to look him up. Uh, Not that I am – obviously, I – can't say i don't know anything about his story so i don't mean to come off as saying like oh that's definitely 100 percent bullshit and all made up just the nature of american history x uh, x strikes me as so dramatized that i'd be curious to see what the the elements of truth are knuckle hunky buck says if that's how you pronounce Kaniga, <laughs> does that mean that i'm supposed to be knuckle hunky buck
2: hey i'm not
0: even canadian uh that yeah good good Observation. We have to pronounce it that way. Ka Because Raja Mohan demands it.
1: You know, I didn't even know that you would link that in the notes. I just found that on my own, and was listening to it over and over again.
0: Uh yeah, I found my dad playing that button last night to himself. <laughs> Kaniga.
1: <too. laughs> really?
0: Just <laughs> sitting pressing the button. Kaniga. <laughs> cracking himself up. So yeah. yeah, every everyone finds it funny. You know, uh, on that theme, you know what I find to be. Uh, hilarious, a hilarious sound. Oh, I can't play it for you, but I always thought about grabbing this soundbite for show purposes, uh, like, uh, sounder purposes. If you go to Google translator and you make it English to Spanish, let's do this. You know how, like, I mean, English and Spanish are both Latin based languages. So a lot of the words are very similar, but they just sound funny when they're pronounced in Spanish. I don't even know how I discovered this It's probably immature me years ago, but I thought, Hey, what's the Spanish word for homosexual? <laughs> and it turns out it's homosexual, but in Spanish pronunciation, it's homosexual.
1: Homosexual. homosexual. Oh, wait, wait,
0: wait, we got to switch it here. That here.
1: Homosexual.
0: Homosexual. <laughs>
1: homosexual.
0: It's funnier when it's slowed down. Do they have the slowed down version anymore? Homosexual. No. Ah, fine. It's not as it's not as good as it used to be. It used to be like really emphasized. Homosexual. Now they've just toned homosexual. It down.
1: Homosexual. All
0: right, fine. That wasn't even that. That wasn't a good bit. I'm sorry for oh. disappointing everyone. Anything else? Uh, well, let's let's uh, refresh the uh, super chat here. I think we're all set. Oh, over mm-hmm. on Rumble, Sean A. Fong. Just when you think? The world couldn't get any darker. Owen Benjamin starts uh, an. An absolute belligerent poo post against Vivek and the entire timeline recurves to 2016. Feels good, man. Really? Uh, I I guess I've seen a few tweets from him about Vivek. Count him in the Vivek skeptics, I guess. Unsurprising. I mean, Owen is a skeptic of a great many things, So I wouldn't expect him to be a Vivek. uh, I gotta see this. I think we're all set. Oh, uh, there's one more on... um, Odyssey here. Rowdy dude, George Washington and the rest of the founding fathers would be labeled as far right white supremacist now by the uh, quote unquote American government. Uh, Yeah, I I think that's probably true. We're set on DLive. Thank you uh, to Rowdy dude. Appreciate that. Set on Rumble. Looks like we're good on YouTube and Tippy as well. Anything else before we uh, call it a night?
1: Really hope I don't see you guys next week.
0: Uh, we, and i will i will be here if you uh, of course need time off and frank says he'll fill in any sunday i was joking with steven too if we need a spot fill in all he has to do is put on a blonde wig and he'll be just fine <laughs> anyway thanks uh, for
1: sticking with me guys it's this has been a rough few weeks
0: <laughs> of course we uh we appreciate all of you guys for uh, your support for the show and for tuning in live and for your super chats and your live chats and all that, if you're listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Greatly appreciated. If you need more to listen to, of course you can head on over to the website, mattchristiansenmedia.com or mattis.gay. Look for the podcast page. we got lots more stuff on that page, uh, including the audio feeds of the show. If you prefer that, as opposed to the video show, anything else show related, Check out mackchristensonmedia.com. You can even read my American History X review that I put so much time and effort into. Uh, but uh, of course, we got the merch store up there. We got all uh, the show episodes. I got my videos that are over on Tenet, everything. mackchristensonmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Kristen Welker. It's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night.
1: Bye, guys.